podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 16 of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, only on Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your host, Sai, and I'm joined by ex-Premier League and Championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell. Uh, so first of all, I want to apologise again for last week, uh, both to you guys and to uh, Andy. We recorded a very good show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we, discussed, we discussed all sorts of stuff. International games, club second managers, Neil Harris becoming Cardiff manager. It was all sorts. It was unbelievable. And uh, yeah, and we'll cover some of it in a, a, any other business tonight, probably. But uh, I, when I went to download it, it was corrupted and lost and maybe one day when i uh, when i release like a patreon or something i'll have the the lost recording of the 39 minutes and uh, all the outtakes and conversations that we have before we uh, before we start recording it's a special look but anyway um and then plus if people there uh, might be a few footballers upset if there's a conversation we have before we start recording as well now right stan um andy sorry. yeah yeah 100 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, can't can't broadcast everything, would you? It'd be boring. So, uh, well, tonight we'll start with uh, any other business. Then we'll have three main featured games from the weekend's round of matches, and then we'll focus, which we'll focus on in detail, and uh, as well as t- talking about all the other games, uh, we'll give our two for two, where we select two players each who've had a nightmare or a blinder. Andy will answer your questions, no matter how weird they are. And then we'll finish off with some uh, soon-to-be award-winning 10-second segment of fake Geordie Bingo Lingo. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot lots to talk about, lots to talk about. Uh, joining me to talk about all these subjects and more, plus provide expert insight and analysis, is the one and only goal-scoring machine, Fox in the Box, the QPR dream killer, the real Prince of Wales, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, buddy. Good evening, mate. How are we? All right, mate. It's, it's... it's been a long week. It feels like a lot. It feels like a long time. I know. It's, not, it's only one out. And we and like we still recorded it, and we still still spoke about it and stuff. Yeah, I know. But like we still did it, but no one else heard it. Yeah, yeah, it still feels like a massive gap. Yeah, it does. It, I don't know if it's. I think it's a championship gap. I think because we watched the championship, it seems like a long time ago. I can't remember. Some previous results, you know. I mean, apart from you know, I, I, I had to check back just to see the form guide of uh, previous games from from the weekend, just to see who's been affected by this uh, dreaded international break again. Oh my god, I'm glad it's over, mate. That every time it well, gets me. For now, for now, for now, we've got a bit of a gap now, which is which is good. And I just realised with the because I've been to my son's parents' evening tonight. I haven't texted you to tell you what the three featured games are, which were voted for by the people. It's all right. I got I got them from uh, Twitter yesterday. Well, I got them from Twitter this morning. That's all right, mate. I'm glad you uh, see you're organised. One been step all ahead. Over, <laughs> I've been all over the shop today. One step ahead. So I, uh, I always vote. I always vote myself. So I've yeah, got I got because uh, and so you know what I mean. So I know the results. So it's uh, good. Yeah, so I, I said this before, but I'll say it again. Um, obviously, like the majority of my personal followers are Cardiff fans, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of your followers are Cardiff fans and Borough fans. So I always try to put, like, I just put them in alphabetical order in the the voting, and split it over three or four votes. So, like, if you guys get fed up of having Cardiff as the featured game, you've got to get more people to vote more mm. because it's like we're putting it down to people 
So, yeah. yeah, well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get my, I didn't get my choice on a couple of, uh, on a couple of them. So, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I didn't. You can only try, can't you? Yeah, I didn't vote for Cardiff this week. I actually voted for the Blackburn game. I, I, vote, I voted Blackburn as well. Good, mo- good minds and all that. Yes, just for change, just because I know that I'm gonna crap all over Cardiff. But there we go. <laughs> It's a good job that no one will ever hear the episode from last week, isn't it? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was not happy, Bunny. Oh, you went. Never, it'll never be heard now. No one will ever no. know. No, it might. Uh, it might come out the woodwork somewhere. Someone, someone, uh, someone in the in the in the Skype world might have uh, might have stolen it for uh, a bit of revenge. Yeah, that's it. Or either it's like Swansea fans, probably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. They'll probably bring it out the week before the game. The yeah. rematch. The rematch. Oh my god! I can't say I'm looking forward to that at the moment. <laughs> like a hole in the head. Both of us. I think. Uh, I think that them as well because uh, they're not in great form either now. So it could be a could be a bar fest. Wow! This not that wouldn't be unheard of, would it? For <laughs> for derby games. No. Sometimes they they underperform. Okay. Mm. Right. Let's do the plugs and then we'll get into the real talk. So. Uh, all the shows and series are available in video format at uh, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. Audio at the usual podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and such. Uh, we've got brand new Unscripted and Censored with uh, Welsh boxer Gavin Gwynn, which dropped last week, as well as uh, new wrestling shows, new mental health shows. There's a bit of everything. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Way Day Apparel is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people. With football, music and weekend carnage high on the agenda, our, on the agenda, they aim to bring you some exclusive products. They are edgy, controversial, but most importantly current. T-shirts, polos, shorts to hoodies, jackets and accessories. Stick with them and they bring you terrace wear that will turn heads and provide the cutting-edge look we all crave. Okay. So, any other business, mate? Um, I, I can't get away from it. I wish I could, and I know it's not got nothing, nothing to do with the championship. But VAR is starting to really get on my nerves, and I don't know why they just don't just have a, have a break from it and get rid of it. Because the problem I've, problem I've got, you've got VAR causing problems in the championship in the, in the Premier League. You've got you've got inept linesmen, and which I'm going to talk about. Um, and goal line technology you know what I mean Fulham were lucky they had goal line technology at the week uh, on, on Friday night or Hugel's goal wouldn't have counted and it was a mile over the line and I've, my, my issue I've got Si is, is is how linesmen you know what I mean this this what is it the the fifth official or whatever it was who was behind the goal could see all these things you know what I mean I always wondered why he was there you know what I mean but it, it would just eradicate it could even be just a young referee, and and you know what I mean. He's not involved in the game apart from he can see all the goal mouth and see the things, just little things like that. It just takes the pressure off off a linesman because that could have been your, that could have been um, our team. It could have been it was someone else's team, which QPR gave them the lead. And you know what I mean. It's not an easy place to go, Craven Cottage. You know what I mean. So if that got turned away and it was a mile over the line as well, it would have been it would have been a disaster. But. Uh, finally, sense uh, was prevailed, and you know what I mean. But it just needs it needs to it needs to be fine tuned at the minute. All these all these mistakes, because yes, everyone's human, but these are these are things what were guaranteed. You know what I mean? That that the decisions for penalties guaranteed. Well, guaranteed for what? Because 
you know, I mean, somebody put something on Twitter this morning about um, uh, the, the the Liverpool foul and then the Cardiff foul last year against Watford. You know what I mean? Some of the mistakes, what are happening? You know, the offside last year against Chelsea. You know what I mean? These are the kind of things which, you know what I mean? If, if VAR was involved this year, Cardiff would have stayed up last year. It, yeah. it, you know what I mean? So it's the it's the frustrations, and you look where Cardiff are currently. You know what I mean? The situation, the situation they are. Neil Warnock would have been a, would have been even more loved than what he is, what he currently is. He'd have been in the Premier League. He'd, he'd, he'd have had his swan song in the Premier League, and it's just a big bugbear, mind. I just I just don't like it. But then what follows me on to obviously obviously Neil Harris took over from Neil Warnock. It's the new manager's impact, and it's a positive impact. Gary Rowett. Um, uh, Stoke City new manager, uh, Cardiff City new manager getting a positive result. You know what I mean? These new managers are coming in and they're making an impact straight away. And what makes me think is um, his chairman must be looking at this all over the Championship and Premier League and other other, other leagues, thinking, yeah, time to um, time to change manager because it'll have a positive impact. And I think that's my concern that people are probably Cowley brothers that people will, our chairman might panic now and think it's the right thing to do where. You know what I mean? On, we, we spoke about projects and things and I don't want to see Middlesbrough's manager get the sack. You know what I mean? It's going to be a tough one for him to keep his job. But at the same time, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, like, I'd like him to give him a little bit more time, but it's a results business and I get, I get everyone's frustration and I'm going to speak about it later on. But it's the same with Cardiff, you know what I mean? Cardiff fans sounded like they were happy that Neil, Neil lost his job. Got replaced, but at half time on uh, Saturday lunchtime, I'm guessing they didn't want a new manager in place. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's it's a catch twenty two situation at the minute. You know what I mean? Obviously, we're going to go through the games in a uh, in, in a second. And um, but yeah, my 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 biggest bugbear the lot is is uh, is is VAR. I think don't like it. Yeah, I I agree with the the ref thing as well beyond the goal because you could have refs who are doing like who were in training like. There's low, there's thousands of yeah. refs around. UK. Yeah, but the thing is, though, you need they need they need experience, they need hours. What what more experience can can a young referee get or a young linesman get by standing behind a goal and his only job is to is to make sure that that he sees the ball go over the line or for or, 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 or the dead ball line. That's it doesn't get any more simpler than that side. There's no pressure whatsoever. If you get that wrong, then maybe refereeing linesman's not for you. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it's. It's, uh, it starts itself out, doesn't it? And, you know what I mean? If, if young referees can't handle the pressure, stood there in front of, what's the biggest crowd we're going to get? 35,000 at Leeds or at Hillsborough, you know what I mean? So if they can't handle the pressure, or, you know what I mean, the pressure cooker, so to speak, then maybe it's not for them because it's going to be a lot worse if they ever got the line or, or in the middle of a big championship game, which, which, which might mean something in three, four, five years' time, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mixed on that because... It's getting on my nerves. I don't really enjoy it. I'd rather, at the moment, I'd rather they wasn't there. But Cardiff would have stayed up with VAR. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing which makes me think. "Mm." But then I've seen VAR get things wrong as well. So I think, well, maybe they would have just got it wrong anyway. So there we go. Um, But then it gives us more things to talk about, I guess, though, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then there's there's a a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. To go to go with it all, and you know what I mean. That's what that's what Pep's talking about. Um, you know what I mean, and and uh, it, it does make for good viewing, but but doesn't give football a good name. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so last week we spoke about Sterling and Gomez. Um, I don't want to speak about that again, particularly. I know people didn't hear what we had to say, but the the gist of it was that it was nothing 
we both agreed it was nothing and it was the media blowing up into nothing um so i've got a bit of an issue with talk sport this week um on uh monday and tuesday there was i think i counted just where on my drive to the school and stuff like that and there and back uh five different either uh ex-players or presenters or personalities who were english who were like quite i i would say they weren't offensive but they were like bordering on offensive like saying they wanted hungry to win and blah, blah blah whatever i don't care about that but like i was just a bit like in the same sentence they were then complaining about um like welsh fans and scottish fans and irish fans one in england to lose and it was a bit like hypocritical and then the next day obviously wales won wales qualified which i'll talk about now in a minute but like then you have the thing with the bail flag which was such a nothing story and it's just been blown up into this huge thing. And then those same presenters and personalities are on the radio the day after the game calling Bale arrogant and disrespectful and this and that. And I was like, my thing with that is, number one, he didn't touch the flag. He didn't get the flag. He never had any contact with it. Yeah, he stood in like behind it. Was it, uh, was, was it, was it Danny Mills? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, see, say I've got, I've got my, my my intake on the flag is he's just got he's just been um, he's just won qualification for a major tournament. You know what I mean? That the, the flag was given to them. Was he was he a hundred percent aware of what was going on? Did he care what was going on? Yeah. See, Does anybody else care? Does, you know what I mean? Because. I'm not being funny, you know what I mean? If, if there's a Welsh flag and it's got writing on it, it could have said anything, and he, like, you know what I mean? No one, it, no, he didn't. It's not like he stood at the front looking at it before he went behind and then started laughing yeah. and joking. He didn't. He hold was it up. always stood in the same place. But even if he did sign, he can't see what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, if he my... doesn't, if he doesn't know what's on the front, he's got every right to touch his own flag because he can see the dragon. He can see the colours. Yeah. He might not be able to see the words. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't know Gareth Bale, so I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not sticking up for him. I'm not his best mate. You know what I mean? What, my, my issue is he's passionate about his country. He's, he's, he's celebrated with his teammates behind his national team's flag. That's it. Yeah. And the meet, and they blew it up. And so my opinion of it is that I do, I do think that he knew what it said. I, I think he was aware of it. That's only my opinion. I'm guessing because he hasn't mm. said either way and he did and he didn't touch it. So you don't know, you know, he didn't come around the front of it and look at it. And so you just don't know. But yeah. my, uh, my the other side of it is Madrid have treated him like shit for mm. over eighteen months now. Zidane the first time round treated him like crap. Then it got a bit better when Zidane left. Then Zidane come back. They've treated, treated him like utter rubbish. Mm. And the fans have been, you know, there's like a mix of some which are quite supportive of him, and then there's a yeah, you got not. hit hit and miss. But then he got then then he got booed on uh, on Saturday night, and I think uh, it's just disgusting. You know what I mean? Because Regardless what's happened, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're paying his wages, so you're booing someone who you need in your team. It just doesn't make sense to me, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, like, I hate all that, all, that, all that negative booing towards, towards your own team, mate. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. It's country, or club or country. just doesn't do any good to anybody. And the thing is, he, um, how many tournaments has he won them? You know, uh, you know like exactly. Champions, he won them Champions League single-handedly a couple of years, exactly. few years ago. And... 
And if he if he leaves, well, he's going to leave, isn't he? Eventually, but you yeah. know what I mean. It, 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 he's in charge of when he leaves. So if, if fans are going to be funny with him, and managers are going to be funny with him, he's going to dig his heels into the summer. You know what I mean? So free. I hope he goes for free. I do. Just uh... exactly. Well, to be fair, he's, he's he'll, he'll get a better contract if he's just leave for free. So he's on. He's, the thing is, he's on like six hundred grand a week. So like yeah. he ain't. No one in the Premier League's paying that. Yeah. Someone's going to un, un, unless unless someone gets him for free. You know, where you where you can yeah. afford it. Because if someone's going to buy, they're going to have to spend twenty five, thirty million quid, and that money would go on your wages. And yeah. I can't really fault teams paying pay massive wages if they don't have to pay a transfer fee. So it's it's a difficult oh, one. Man. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's 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 just real life. It's football life, and so fans aren't helping the situation. They're making him make. They're making him. He's going to make his own decision now because of what's because of the way the sporters have been. So they've got a big yeah. role to big role to play. <clears throat> At the end of the day, like his teammates, <clears throat> the manager, the chairman, they've all made comments about him, whether it's he, he doesn't speak Spanish or he doesn't join us for late night meals because he wants to go home to be with his wife and kid. And it's like, oh, wow, what a bastard. Yeah, well, it's, it's, well it's, 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 it's like the she old to... uh, siesta and stuff, you know what I mean? I couldn't go and live in Spain and, and, and join in and go to sleep on an afternoon. That's not the way I, I don't. I can't go to sleep at home on an afternoon, so... You know what I mean? I like to stay awake and go to bed early. If that's if that's the way that I do things, and if people have a siesta and go out late, you know, what I mean, if I was going on a night out, I'd go out at six, seven o'clock and have a good drink in the afternoon or a good drink early evening and go go home early. I wouldn't go out at eleven, twelve o'clock like they do in Spain. It's just they've got a different lifestyle to what we do, and like it or or, or, or hate it. You know what I mean? If they came to England, they'd struggle like he struggled over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, they might be they might be able to speak the language, but it's lifestyle. It's it's. It's 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 various things, you know. What I mean, he might he might want to go home after training and go and sit around his, his swimming pool with his little with his little his little kid and his wife and his friends and his family and just enjoy some nice quiet time instead of being out in the public eye with his teammates. You know what I mean? It's 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 such an old school thing to do this socialising thing. So you know what I mean. But then if if Gareth Bale went out and had a couple of pints, he get hammered for doing it. So you can't do right for doing wrong. No, that's it, isn't it? And the thing is, so, as well, it's like if his performances had suffered or if he was, like, showing a bad attitude, he was, you know, he was half-arsing it in training or whatever, then all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'd get it, I'd get it, yeah. But he's yeah. not, he's, he's like a model professional. Yeah, he's got um, two goals in the Champions League and he, he, can't, he can't do any more for me, personally, but no, it is what it is. He certainly can't do any more for Wales. So Wales yeah. qualified again. Yeah, please. Pleased, really pleased. It's, well. it's, it's it's well, yeah. To be fair, they looked looked good going forward. I thought it was going to be a nervy start, and uh, Ryan got his um, his team selection spot on for just over the over the two games, not just the one game. I think he he got it spot on over the two games, and you know what I mean. And and you know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm so pleased because um, we need as many teams as we can in in in, in, um, in the event, and I do hope England don't get to play Wales because. In the uh, in the group stages, it'd be nice to keep them apart and maybe get each other in a in a later stage. That would be a call because then then you're guaranteed. I, I'm a passionate Englishman, you know what I mean. You know I am. You know, I love my country, but it would be nice for one of us to keep progressing even further. And that way, that one of us has to, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where we're both in the same group, potentially yeah. we both go we both go out or we both, yeah. you know what I mean. There's not there's not that much room for error there, you know what I mean. No. So, so Giggs Giggs is a funny one because he's still not uh, massively popular with the the Welsh no. fans. Um, yeah. Like I, I think he's done a pretty good job. Um, I think he's done an excellent job bringing through the young players because, as yeah. I discussed with you before, the Wales have got some cracking 
you know, really, really young players like under 20s and under 19s. And I feel yeah. like he's bringing them through really well. You know, Kiefer Moore can't really buy a goal for Wigan yeah. this season. And he's banging them in for Wales. Yeah, it um, happens like that. Say. It's, it's just, you know what I mean? Players have that. Um, of that thing, you know what I mean? It happened with Robson Carnham, you know what I mean? He's he's relentless for Wales, just didn't stop scoring, and then he's had a a club level. He's had a he's had a real a real lull, real quiet spell until until now. Um, this until is, this the is season. what I was going to ask you actually was about how Robson Carnham, because um, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, and he said his only problem with gigs is he thinks that whilst he's done a good job with the young players, he thinks he discarded some other players too quickly, too early. Like he thinks. How Robson Carnu could still do a job, because you know Kiefer Moore will cut. There will be a point where, or you'd think there's most likely to be a point where his form will dip, because he's not like a top championship player or a top at the moment. Yeah, top well, Premier. I think I think you've got to see it from Giggs's point of view when he when he started um, the campaign. Um, what what was sixteen months ago? Wasn't it Robson Carnu didn't have a club. You know what I mean? So then he signed for West Brom. He wasn't fit. He wasn't in a good place. Um, he wasn't playing regular football. He wasn't scoring goals. So he picked a squad and went down a route of something which has worked eventually. Robson Carnu, he, he, at the minute, he can't miss. He's scoring goals. He's playing regular. He's putting West Brom to another level. Um, he's keeping out some very good players, probably players who are potentially better than he is, but he's keeping them out. Um, so on current form, he deserves to have his place in the squad. But the other thing is how doesn't know what happened like that. When he didn't pick how I don't know if it was the first squad, but whether it was after a couple, but he he Hal Robson kind of did retire from international football. Now, yeah. could Giggs have contacted him at some point and said, Look, you've got a club now, you're back fit, you're scoring goals. Would you reconsider? Yeah, he could have. But then uh, equally Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think if you if, if you got a phone call now, Si, and said, uh, can you come out of retirement to come play in the major tournament, you wouldn't you know, you'd you'd oh you'd snap his hands off. You would snap his hands off. So then maybe that, he wants that, to that stick last with the tournament you've done it for him as well. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to look at the for me you've you've got to be you want to be successful and yeah. You know what I mean? And you want you know what I mean it, it, the last major tournament um made Robson Cannon. Do you know what I mean with his oh, yeah. with his goals and the way he played, the way he led the line, and you know what I mean, and it, it put him to it got him the move that he got, and you know I mean good luck to him, and you know, that could be Kiefer Moore, it could be somebody else, it could be Robson Cano again. You just you just never know with football, you know what I mean? People coming in and out of retirement uh, quite willy nilly, especially in international football. Yeah, I mean another thing with Wales is um, Bale. Uh, obviously, where when Bale plays, he, even if he doesn't have a particularly effective game, he was very good against Hungary, but. Um, even if he doesn't have a particularly effective game, he takes two players out of the game all the time, which gives yeah. Daniel James and Ramsey that space yeah. to to do the damage. And I, Ram, Aaron Ramsey is a massive player for Wales. Yeah. Um, they always look worse when he's not in the squad, um, and they struggle. They like they did in the in the World, uh, in France. They got to the semi final. Ramsey was suspended for the match against Portugal, and they just didn't look the same. Outfit that they'd looked throughout the whole tournament, and I well, think, I think was that was uh, I think that was Hungary's downfall that the they concentrated so much on Bale doubling up on him, putting putting players on him, and the, and and they left some big gaps for 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 me for better players on the day. You know what I mean? The, the, the Gareth can't do it all on his own, and I think Hungary Hungary got the tactics all all wrong. 
all wrong and, and left the, some gaps for for Ramsey for um, for James and for some other players. And you know, I mean, you can't you can't afford to do that because Gareth Bale's that clever. He brings himself out of the game, puts himself wide to put balls in the box, and you know, the rest history. You know, so you know, it's not all about being the person who puts the ball in the net. It's a it's, it's a team game, and I think uh, Gareth's obviously aged really well and. Uh, and, and he's playing with so much confidence when he plays for Wales, and you know what I mean. He doesn't have to get the goals anymore. It's about the team winning a winning a football match and progressing through, and that's what that's what happened. And, and uh, Gareth's happy. He's over the moon. He's going to be playing in another major tournament as long as he stays fit and healthy, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely, and I think it helps him that he's got Daniel James on the other wing, yeah. who's like a young version of him almost, and he's so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's he's electric. He's he's got the lot, and he's. He's playing in a good, a good, energetic Man United side, and you know what I mean. I think it helps that I think the moves helped him. You know what I mean. We we spoke about this in the summer side, and, and we were quite surprised and, and thought it was a bad move because he's not going to play. And you know, I, I didn't expect him to play as much. You know what I mean. But he's he's hit the ground running straight away. He's got himself a good start, and long may it continue. Really, indeed. So just the the last bit of any other business. We've gone a bit longer this week, partly because we lost last week's show. Uh, last week we. Me and you discussed the sacking of managers. Obviously, you mentioned it at the start of the show again today. Um, so last week, Tottenham sacked Pochettino yeah. um, and brought in Mourinho. What's your thoughts on that, mate? Um, uh, that was obviously sorted out before uh, Mourinho got the sack, which is obviously disappointing as a manager to lose your job. You know what I mean? And, but then to hire a manager that soon and that's that, you know what I mean? Day that, after, that, it? You know what I mean? That was obviously sorted out because you, especially nowadays with managers, especially Mourinho, it's it's done with solicitors. It's done. So I was obviously done behind his back. But if someone like Jose is free, you know what I mean? He hasn't got a club. He's not tied down and gone for the the best possible option. You know what I mean? And people talk about cheap options. Well, they haven't gone for a cheap option at all. They've gone for the most expensive option. So, you know what I mean? It's about Spurs trying to win a trophy and they've gone for someone who's renowned for winning trophies in his first season. So, they're going down a route and and will it work out? Only time will tell. You know what I mean? Dan- Daniel Levy, he's, gonna, he's put himself under pressure with, with doing what he's done. With doing what he's done. But at the same time... Um, I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a good appointment because I think Mourinho's got a massive point to prove. Yeah, yes. My um, my point with Mourinho is the same that it was with when he went to Man United. Is if you bring Mourinho in, you have to back him. If you know if you're going to not back him in the transfer market, or you're only going to half back him, which is what I think United did, it's pointless because yeah. he's not a manager like someone maybe like Pep or Klopp or Poch, who yeah they would like to spend money, but they can work with players. Yeah. Who are a bit younger and they can bring them on and they can do that. He he's one for the there and now, win yeah. trophies in three years and leave. But do you not think though, side that do you not think though that 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 Spurs are being quite uh, you call it naive, call it clever, call it what you want that they haven't spent any money over the last few seasons. They've got the ground sorted out. You know what I mean? So maybe this was a plan all along to bring in a manager who they can back and throw money left, right and centre at them to go at the next level because they're in the Champions League, they've generated their own money, they're, they're now a, a worldwide football club with a good reputation around the world, you know what I mean? Bigger than they probably were three seasons ago, you know what I mean? Pochettino's done a great job, probably more, better than a lot of people thought he was going to do, including myself, you know what I mean? He's done a great job, but I didn't expect them to be in the Champions League final last year. I didn't expect them to push um, teams close in the, in the Premier League and um, and I think this season, you know, what I mean, with them, with them, look like they're underachieving. You know, I mean, maybe this is where Spurs should should be. You know, what I mean, you just don't know. You know, what I mean, look at the Premier League at the minute. You've got Leicester City, you've got Wolverhampton Wanderers, 
if Sheffield United had held on to that to, to a victory last night, Sheffield United in the top five. So that that and then three in the top five. Do you know that you're always going to get surprises and shocks. So then you're always going to get good sides who, who have to underachieve because you can't. Everyone can't win. It's just no. It's just impossible, you know. So you know what I mean. If if I've just named three out of the top five there, then where does uh, Man City, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea? Where do all them fit into it? Because yeah. they all can't. They, there's ten teams. So you can't all fit in the top five if there's ten teams I've just named. So, you know what I mean? And Arsenal, you know, some massive teams in that in, in that in, in there, and it's it just shows how much of a business it is. But Tottenham now need to go to the next level. It'll be interesting how much money he gets in the January window and and how wisely he spends it. Um, because I think defensively is an area where um, where they struggled. Um, it'll be like a, it'll be like a new signing if he keeps Harry Kane, but. You know what I mean? I know that's for probably for another day that we uh, that we look at things like that. I guess. Yeah, I am. Um, I suppose you mentioned Man United just there. Uh, if you were Ollie going to Solskjaer now, would you be sweating because you know Ed Woodward wanted Potts? He was quite obvious about it, um, and it was only really that Solskjaer had that amazing run for those first twelve games that probably got him the job. Because I think if he had if he had been as patchy as he is now in that initial period, they would have waited till the summer and yeah. got Pochettino. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he'll really struggle. I think he'll struggle to keep his job. And I think he was, he was talking last night about, um, about the Man United had come a long way. Uh, but last night, they, the, last night they would have got beat 4-0 from, from being 2-0 down. I'm not really sure how you can look at the positives when you're 3-2 up with a couple of minutes left against Sheffield United. And this is me being disrespectful. I played for Sheffield United when I was a young kid. And Sheffield United are a massive football club and a, and a club that I, I, I'm really fond of. Um, but we're talking about Man United here. The biggest mm-hmm. club in the world. And he's talking about that the club have come a long way. Because you know, they didn't so, lose 4-0. Because they didn't get B4-0 against Sheffield United. That, you know what I mean? The expectation. So if they get B4-0 against the Sheffield United, he deserves to lose his job. Well, I... Solskjaer is one of my favourite players ever. Um, as a manager, I'm very unconvinced. I thought he was out of his depth at Cardiff, and yeah. I think he's out of de- out out of his depth at Man United. And I think he'll be gone by uh, Christmas. It's my prediction. I totally agree. Um, and I just gotta go and let my son in a minute. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Two sacks. <laughs>
Aye, mate. Hello, Matt. Bang on the door. Kids, <laughs> eh? Yeah, right. Sorry, I waited until. Okay, so uh, let's get into the uh, the real stuff, the good stuff. The uh, the Skybet Championship is back. Thank God. Uh, it's another week. Action-packed games, controversy, and uh, shock results, plus some uh, some very very good quality goals. Mm. Okay, so I suppose we'll start with uh, Charlton 2, Cardiff 2. Um, oh, what a start. You know, I think uh, I think when Neil took over, I think he, he probably dreamt of this and dreamt of uh, having a dream start, but I think uh, a dream turned into a quick nightmare with uh, some poor defending. Just looked all over the place. Um, the first goal, poor defending by Joe Bennett and... Um, and, uh, and and another player just you've got to talk more si, you know what I mean if you're doubling up against a, against a winger you just communicate more and show him away from goal they didn't communicate he ran in the middle of them he crossed it in uh, and Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea scored a neat and tidy goal and to be fair he looked he looked really sharp I was quite impressed with him um, uh, and then um, and then a little bit of contra- controversy I thought uh, I thought Patterson should have had a penalty um, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying it was a blatant foul, but is is he went he went to shoot and his and his heel got clipped accidentally. So regardless if it's an accident or it's on purpose, it's still a foul. If it happens anywhere on the pitch, I believe the referee gives that as a foul. So it's a it's a penalty kick for me. Um, and then and then the second goal, I thought the back four were all over the place. I thought they were they weren't in a straight line. They were they were jaded. They were all over the place. There was there was two sitting behind um, behind uh, behind Flint, uh, and then Leco made a run in behind them and. And finished quite neatly, and you know what I mean. At half time, I was I was extremely worried. I tried to stay off social media and um, and not have a little bit of a rant. You know what I mean. So I, I, my sensible head stayed on, uh, and I and I thought, but I'm not watching the second half. So uh, I turned it on just before Cardiff got the first goal. I missed the missed the penalty from Julia Hoylet, but obviously seen it since that an absolute dreadful penalty, um, dreadful taken penalty. But I I don't think it was a penalty sign. I'll be honest. I think the first half one was a more blatant one than the than, than the penalty. I know he's got hold of him, but that happens all over the all, all over the pitch, especially on corners and the referees don't give them. You know what I mean? So but can't take anything away. The penalty was absolutely diabolical. And I've probably taken one of the worst penalties in Cardiff City's history against Leeds United. You know what I mean? And I think that's right up there what worse than mine. So it took the pressure off me a little bit. Uh, but after that, mate, I thought um I thought Cardiff were outstanding. I thought Bakuna was driving from midfield. He was unlucky not to, uh, not to have a couple of goals himself. Chance after chance after chance. Uh, Mendes Lang scored a, I'll call it a scruffy goal because it was a bit of a, a bit of a deflection ricochet and then he, he scored a, a really tidy finish. Um, and then I thought Lee Tomlin's goal was, was, was excellent. I thought it was a really good play down the left by Joe Bennett. Cut the ball across and he gave the keeper the eyes a little bit and tucked it in his near post. And, and after that, there was only one winner. And I think, um, I think if Cardiff had got the third goal, I think... That have probably deserved it with the second half showing, but you know what I mean. I think uh, I think uh, a bit of arrogance from Charlton that they turned up in the first half after the first half after the first half to spend thought Cardiff City have they've gone here and we've won the game two 0 already or we're going to get three four and five and it wasn't to be like that. Whatever Neil said at half time and obviously changed a few things at half time, changed tactics and and he got himself and he got his team back into it and you know what I mean. I think uh, we spoke about this side about teams having a plan B, plan C and. If things aren't working, you've got to be able to employ something different. 
whatever he said at half time worked a treat and um but you can't defend like that. You can't give I'll call I'll call Charlton a decent side because they are a decent side. You can't give decent sides a, a head start and if we were playing a West Brom, a Leeds, a Swansea, uh Nottingham Forest, you wouldn't be able to get back into the games. So you know what I mean you've got to be very careful who you're playing because teams won't just sit back like Charlton did. Other teams will keep going at you and going at you and you won't get that opportunity to get back into games and you know what I mean? So I think I think they were fortunate that that, that they found Charlton um and not a Leeds United. Yeah, Charlton sat back all game, didn't they? And they, they hit Cardiff on the break. And they looked dangerous on the break all, all game. But saying that, though, Si, it's worked so far this season for Lee Boyer, so why, why change it, you know? But it's it's when you're hitting a, hitting a side like Cardiff, who've got the players to pin you back and pin you back and pin you back. And if you keep banging on the door enough, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break open. And You know what I mean? Are, Luton, uh, sorry, are Charlton good enough to sustain that kind of pressure against a good side? And the answer was no. You know what I mean? And there's better sides... Who'll, who'll knock on the door, you know what I mean, this season. And, you know, I mean, will they be good enough to, to sustain it? You know what I mean? They did against Leeds United, they held out against Leeds, but it wasn't to be against Cardiff. And once Cardiff got the first, I, you know what I mean, I, I feared for Charlton a little bit. And when the second went in, I thought, there's enough time here. You know what I mean? Let's go and get another one, let's go and get another one, keep knocking on the door. But just lacked a bit of quality then and more belief that they were going to win it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a dreadful penalty by uh, oh, awful. oh, dreadful. And that, you know, they win the game with that as well. Um but I thought Gallagher was very good for Charlton. I thought um, yeah. McCauley Bond, I thought was very good as well, actually. Yeah, um, yeah a good but season, I, thought, yeah. I think Charlton look like a side who have got a lot of injuries. They look like they're struggling a little bit. And yeah. they were, like you said to me before we started recording, they were there for the take-in with a new, right. manage, new manager, you know, yeah. like a fresh outlook. But in that first half, they looked like the team... You know who were where Cardiff should be, and yeah. they were yeah. very very good. But then Charlton the for me, half, they Ch- their Ch- age. yeah, well, Charlton looked they looked like they looked like a side who's 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 had a really good start of the season, but is starting to now feel feel it yeah. a little bit in the championship and try. You know what I mean? That 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 yeah. they've done really well, and they were there for the they were there for the take, and, that, and I think that's my biggest frustration on Saturday that I was relieved and happy with the points, but then disappointed that. That like you said, that penalty didn't go in. Or oh, the second goal wasn't scored a little bit earlier to give them a little bit more time. And it was like you know, after the second goal, it was like they were huffing and puffing. But you know, what I mean, I, I didn't really see them going to get that third. I'll no. be honest. Um, good to see Mendes Lang on the score sheet again because yeah. they need him. Yeah, but he's um, got to get in the box. Si. He's got to get in the box to score goals. You know, yeah. and he, he he causes problems. You know, what I mean? he does a lot of work out wide and. You know what I mean? If you're going to score goals as a wide man, you've got to get in the box. So when Joe Bennett's on the left-hand side, if it's Tomlin, if it's, if it's, if it's somebody else on the left-hand side, you've got to get yourself in the box from the right-hand side and the opposite way around, you know what I mean, in order to get more goals. And he needs, he needs to add goals to his game. You know what I mean? He's, he's an outlet. I thought he was outstanding, especially second half. He was a threat uh, all over the place. He was causing a problem with, with, his, with his physicality, with his pace, with his aggression. Uh, he scored a very good, very good goal. Um, but, he needs to bring more goals to his game, and you know what I mean. If it wasn't uh, if it wasn't for his his positive performance second half, I don't think Cardiff would have got would have got back into it. No, and I think um, like I gotta say, I know Glatzel was injured, um, but I'm not having Gary Medine as a championship striker. I, I couldn't believe Cardiff paid six million pound for him. 
Yeah, from, from no, well, I, one thing I will still go for him though. Si. I thought uh, I thought he, I thought he led, he led the line all right. You know what I mean? I didn't think he should have been booked for that dive. I thought it was a coming together. No, he no. didn't ask. For, he didn't ask for the penalty. So I'll clear that one up because you know what I mean it's not that we we don't we don't like diving on here. We and we have given a, a, a few downs for uh, for players being being stupid in and around the box. But you know I thought that was a ridiculous decision by the referee because if he's booked him, he's got to book Patterson in the first half for going down in the in the box. Yeah, it's just it's 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 consistency. It's consistency for me. You know what I mean? That, yeah. But you know, I mean, the referees looked at it, or or he's got things in his mind that he he knows he made a mistake in the first half, should have given a penalty, so he gives one in the second half quite early. It's it's uh, but things that shouldn't happen shouldn't happen, but they do they do. So uh, overall, Neil Harris. Obviously, people didn't hear with your uh, your view last week of uh, you know where, whether you were happy and whatnot. What would you say your overall view of his uh, appointment and first, you know, his first first game in charge? Um, I'd say I'm a little bit more positive after seeing his first game. Um, you know what I mean? And that might sound stupid after what I've just said, but I'm on about um, the way that he turned things around. You know, because things what have happened this season that that we wouldn't have turned that around. You know what I mean? I don't think there was as much belief. So obviously, whatever he said at half time, and that's the impact of a manager. You know, I mean, managers can't do anything apart from what they say in a ten-minute spell before the players go back out. You know what I mean? So he's he's sorted the troops out at half time. He's gone in and said whatever he said, negative or positive, and the lads have come out second half and, and pulled out a really positive display. And if we can get 60, 70, 75 minutes out of these players instead of 40, 45, 50, we're going to win more games than what we than what we have currently. You know what I mean? So if that's his job to get the more out of these more out of these players, because We've said it about Fulham. I've said it about Middlesbrough. I've said it about other sides. Cardiff City underperforming. The league table does not lie. You know what I mean. Regardless of what other managers say, um, <laughs> the league, <laughs> the league doesn't lie. Cardiff are where they are because they haven't won enough football matches and they've dropped too many points against lesser sides. And and Saturday was a, another example of of this. And you know what I mean. If they they, they should have won um, with missing a penalty and and another creating chances, but at the end of the day, you give two goals away. Then why? Why Charlton could be saying the same thing? Somebody else could be do, doing a podcast or doing an interview saying we scored two goals at home against a against a Cardiff City side. We should have won. So you know you can't afford to give sides two goal head starts or or, or fighting back week in week out. So I think I'm, I'm a little bit I'm, I'm positive. I think it'll be I think it'll be it'll be a good one. I think he's obviously um, put himself under under a little bit more pressure now defensively that he's he's now got to sort this out. Did he pick the right the right players? You know what I mean? I'm glad Nelson. You said it. We said it via text uh, conversation at the weekend. I'm glad he. I'm glad he kept his place, and I really was pleased he kept his place. But my concern now is, what does he do next game? What does, does he bring he do Morrison back in? Does he? Does he put it back in? You know what I mean? Is he? Is he going to panic, or is he going to say, right, you were my preferred choice in my first game. You're going to get another opportunity. Do not let me down, because if you'd let me down again, you're out, and someone else is there to take your place. You know what I mean? And because there's there's salt waiting in the wings as well, so you know what I mean. These it's it's, it's competitive places, Si. You know what I mean. So you know what I mean. These players, you know what I mean. They they're not guaranteed a game. Flint's not guaranteed a game, regardless of how much money cost. You know what I mean. Yeah. So on paper, Cardiff have got a better defence this year than they had last year. On paper, <laughs> but defensively, the 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 figures don't lie as well. That they've no. let more goals. They've let a horrific amount of goals in. Yeah, the defensive been shocking. They um. I've been banging this drum for weeks, but um, they've got to find a way to get Lee Tomlin playing uh, just yeah. off the striker in that number ten position. Yeah, um, I thought he was outstanding when he came on as well. He was very good, and I, I also would like to see Will Vogts, uh, you know, get him some game time. Yeah, you go. Um, 
both, I think, can make a big difference to that going yeah. forward. I think I think a new I think a new manager will, will, will give um, will give the impetus to those kind of players that they've got a fresh start. You know what I mean? Where I think they were down the pecking order a little bit under the yeah. under the old manager, and, and now straight away they'll be on a level playing field with other players, um, and Lee especially. You know, what yeah. I mean, there's there's no better ten in the league on his day. You know what I mean? So we just need to see that more often, and the championship would love it. You know what I mean? Because he's been there, he's wore the t-shirt, he's he's earned his stripes. So you know, what I mean? we just need to get more from him. But he has to play to do that. You can't you can't win a game on the bench. You can't win no. a game in the stand. He's got to be on the pitch. No, that's right. Um, okay, so next up, Luton one leads two. Um. I've never seen a most one-sided half first half than than I seen on this game, and um, and to be fair, I, I feared for um, for Luton because they got absolutely battered. You know what I mean? They should have been five six nil down at half time, but um, Paddy Bamford was unlucky not to score a couple of occasions. He hit the crossbar, and the goalkeeper was on absolute fire. He had a, he had a fantastic game, um, and I was I was so surprised it was it was nil nil at half time. And the Leeds came out of the second half, and might have just said there that. Um, that normally second half gives other teams an opportunity to to, to 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 put their stamp on the game, and this didn't happen. Leeds straight away got back at them, and uh, and Paddy made a made a decent run. You know, what I mean, got inside the box and and, and smashed it past the near post, and it was only then that Luton came alive after leaving getting given a goal away. So goals changed games, and I think Leeds then thought it was game over. They sat back a little bit, and um, and. Um, and Luton peppered the goal. I thought Izzy Brown was outstanding. I thought he was he was a, he was a menace for Leeds. He was creating chances. His his cross for Collins's header was was phenomenal. Uh, and then Luton were lucky not to take the lead. And they had a couple of good chances. They had a goal disallowed for offside, which was offside. Uh, and then I've I've watched the winning goal for Leeds uh, four or five times. I still can't decide who scored it. You know, what I mean, they've given it to Pearson, but I'm sure the Bamford got 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 a touch. So if he's got a touch, and then it's hit Pearson. It's still his goal because it's going on target. You know what yeah. I mean? Pearson doesn't want it. You know what I mean? Bamford does. You know what I mean? I thought Bamford's run at, across the defender was outstanding. Um, you know what I mean? Pearson slid across, and whoever's got the goal, it's it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Leeds got the winning goal, and I've used I've used the words "never say die" because, and I'm going to use it again um, on on the next game that um, these good side side they never they never know when to give up. You know what I mean? Leeds are just relentless. They're non-stop attack, 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 and um, and that's why they have that many shots on target. That, that's why they score all these goals, and you know what I mean, because they're they're a top side and with a top manager. And um, and I think you know what I mean. I think it was against a runner play um, in the second half, but overall, you know what I mean, they deserve to win that game after the first half performance. And I think Bamford will, will get a lot of confidence from the, from the from his performance. You know what I mean. Normally, we spoke about that he got brought off quite um, uh, quite regularly. 60 minutes, off you come, son. You know I mean? You've done enough. But because he got his goal and he was playing well, he, he stayed on. And, and when you've got a player like Paddy Bamford, you know what I mean? If you're still on the pitch, you've got a chance to score another goal. And that, and that happened with a winning goal. And uh, Leeds, are, Leeds are just consistent, consistently up there. And, you know, it pains me to say it, but, you know what I mean? I can't see him, I can't see him falling away. They, they, they haven't got, a, they haven't got a, a weak spot at the minute. And I think that's my concern for the rest of the league. You know what I mean? The, the manager's the best in the championship by a by a country mile. You know what I mean? He's got his team well drilled defensively, the sound. Um and going forward they just seem to have an, an unbelievable amount of shots at goal. They had uh, 20, 21 shots in Leeds yeah. had in uh, during that game. 
And to Which be fair, if it wasn't for Shea, if it wasn't for Shea and goal, it should have been. It should have been six at half time. Some of the saves he made, he shouldn't have made. Unbelievable. You know what I mean? And you know, I mean how it went in at half time. And I was I was so disappointed from second half because the two goals what he did let in were probably easier than some of the saves he made in the first half. But I'm not saying it was Very his fault. But, but yeah, but it was just it, you know, I mean Luton Luton can hold the heads up high side. They've had some they've had some unreal real real unfortunate um, incidences this season, you know what I mean, and they're, and they're on the best side of the league so far, really close. So, you know what I mean. Good luck to them. They'll they'll, they'll carry it on, and you know what I mean. They'll upset a lot of teams, especially Kenilworth Road, because the atmosphere is great. You know what I mean. It's full house every week, and and uh, and when the crowd gets behind them, they get they get some they get some positivity behind, and, and they create some chances. Oh yeah, and uh, I thought uh, my guy Glick. Was outstanding. All yeah, game. he was again. He was again. Well, I will say something though, si, about 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 Collins up front for Luton. Uh, I spoke about him quite a lot in the, in the summer. That I questioned, could he do it? He's done it in League Two. He's done it in League One. He's done it in the Conference. Could he do it in the Championship? And he keeps doubting me, and he keeps uh, he keeps he keeps proving the doubt was wrong. And you know what I mean? I, I hope he continues because people deserve a bit of luck. You know what I mean? And if Luton do get relegated. You know what I mean? There's an opportunity that 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 the might because you know what I mean. There's some very good sides in the championship in and around them, and you know what I mean. I'd like people like him to to progress on his football career and keep going and keep scoring goals because he's earned his stripes playing lower leagues and and deserves to be playing his trade at his highest level. And if this is the highest level he can do it, then then he deserves to be doing it week in week out. Yeah, it, like you had Glick pulling strings for the whole game. He was excellent. Um, I thought Bamford was very good. Yeah. He was. Um, but I also thought I thought Tyler Roberts was excellent. Um, yeah, he was. He was. He, he's got energy to burn. He, he's direct. He runs at people. Si, and when you've got when you've got somebody like that, you've always got an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like Leeds going forward. You know, and when you've got when you've got people like Lick in midfield, and you've got someone who leads the line, and you've got Pace either side, Harrison. You know what I mean? And you've got fullbacks bombing on. You know what I mean? How do you mark? How do you mark all these players? It's it's impossible. Yeah. And when when Leeds are on fire. They're, good, they're hard to beat, they're hard to stop. It's when they sit back, are they good enough to sit back? On Saturday at times, they weren't because Luton scored, Luton created chances, they had a goal disallowed, you know what I mean? And um, You know what I mean? But when Leeds get at you, it's, it's hard to stop. Yeah, it was interesting. When they scored, they just completely changed tactics and sat back. Yeah, I didn't and get I, that. And I, I was that. thinking, you've just bombarded them, you know, non-stop all game. And now you've got one goal. You're kind of sitting back. That's really dangerous, yeah. um, particularly when the the Luton keepers be playing the way he's been playing. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have to go search him for that. You know, if if Luton equalised late on, which you know they went on and equalised, then Leeds had to find a late goal. But it's, it's but a risk, how, risky how business. How many, how many times? How many times we've been saying it the same? We just said it in the previous game. You know, I mean, Charlton do it. Charlton do it. Charlton do it as a as a tactic. The sit, sit, sit. Even if they're winning, you know, what I mean, they don't change. They're happy to sit and defend and and hit on the break. And you know, what I mean, for me, Leeds could have easily gone and got that second. If they got the second, yeah. they're going to get the third. They're going to get the fourth. And then you you can relax a little bit for your midweek fixture, and you can start bringing your players off and resting players and saving players. You know what I mean? But on another day, with the goalkeeper, like you say, playing as well as he was, you know, what I mean, he, he potentially could have saved that last one, and and then you you're going away from um, from Kenilworth Road with two points dropped instead of all three points, and you know, what I mean, they would have kicked, they would have kicked themselves if that had happened, kicked themselves. Yeah, I can't say I'm looking forward to the Leeds game for Leeds Cardiff. I gotta say, no, well, that middle middle the way Cardiff are defending. Well, middle played another weekend, 
and uh, you know I'm not I'm, I'm dreading it. I'm absolutely dreading it because uh, Leeds at Ellen Road is just it's ridiculous. They're ridiculous. You know what I mean? The amount of possession they have, the amount of shots they have, and you know what I mean? I'm uh, I'm worried. I'll probably be saying this on Monday. Middles were winning one 0 so you know what I mean? I probably you know what I mean? Watch your space. They you know? are Leeds are a bit more unpredictable than 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 our, the next team we're going to talk about, um, which is West Brom, who uh, beat Sheffield Wednesday two one. Yeah. Um, Leeds are a bit more unpredictable, I think, than West Brom. Whilst I think if both teams were playing at their very best, I would rather play West Brom. Yeah, I would. I would. And I think I, I think, think that's a, I think, more consistent. I think that's a manager, though, Si. I think that's a manager's expectations. I think because Bielsa is a little bit erratic, his players play a little bit like that. That they're just they're just gung ho, gung ho, gung ho all the time. Where Slavin Bilic is a lot more grounded. He's a lot more. You do this, it's my way, and he's a lot more defensive minded. And, um, uh, you know, but we're saying that though, um, West Brom have got the best center forwards in the championship, so yeah. on paper, so it's uh, yeah, what what do we know? Yeah, so yeah, West Brom two, Sheffield Wednesday one, and you know, Sheffield Wednesday form team, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, I, I, they've been uh, a highlight of my last uh, probably month of the championship. I think they've been outstanding, but. This is a little bit uh, of a game too far, and I'm going to speak about the last goal, a mistake by Westwood, which cost them in the end. But uh, a tale of two penalties, really, for me. Um, uh, obviously, the first goal was um, well before before the goal. I thought Sheffield Wednesday started really well. They had a few good chances, um, a couple of good saves, uh, but then Pereira got on the ball, started pulling the strings in midfield, and played a great ball through to Robson Carnu. And when you've got somebody who can uh, who can put balls through like that, and Carnu's finish was 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 amazing. He's on fire, you know what I mean. You can't give him an opportunity like that. And then, um, and then after after half time, Sheffield Wednesday started get back in the game slowly, putting the balls in the box to Fletcher, causing problems. And then the penalty came about, and you can't give Stephen Fletcher an opportunity from uh, from the penalty spot and uh, no, smashed no, no. it, smashed it away. Um, and then it was a little bit of a, a ping pong game that Sheffield Wednesday had attack, West Brom had an attack. Sheffield Wednesday should have scored, West Brom should have scored. And then I thought it was a poor decision by Westwood. To uh, to come out and bring him down. I think sometimes you've just got to stay put on your line. Definitely a penalty. Uh, he's made, he's given the referee an easy decision yeah. by coming out. You know what I mean? It's, you don't have to you don't have to make contact now. You know it's it's such a grey area for me. You know what I mean? As a centre forward, I used to love taking goalkeepers on, but I used to look for minimal contact and I'm going over. And I believe that's what happened again. And you know what I mean? You could tell he was frustrated by himself. He was angry with himself, Westwood, that he's he's given the referee an easy decision. You know what I mean? Need, not... He didn't need to come out, did he? he that, no. that's, that's the thing. He did he's not going, need he's to going, come he's out. going, he's going more away from goal. And you know what I mean? And, and you don't know if a centre forward's going to take a heavy touch. It's the eighty seventh minute of the game. It's it's a poor decision. And you know what I mean? But he's a good goalkeeper, and I think that's the biggest frustration. And like I say, you can't give. Um, I can't give Charlie Austin an opportunity from twelve yards. It's just, no. it's criminal. You know, we're on about the best, the best centre forwards in the league here. You know, I mean, he hasn't scored a lot of goals in the championship since he's on loan, for, since he's come from Southampton, and he uh, he put that right in the corner. And you know, what I mean, I think it was a, yeah, it was disappointing because, like you say, he's gone away from goal. Was it a penalty? Fifty-fifty, oh, but the, the ref's got a split decision to make. It looked like he had, but if that's VAR, you're looking at it again, thinking, yeah. You know, so so there's um there's a boy in uh, the year above my boy uh, in, in the Tapswell. Um, he's very 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 good, and um, what I noticed he does is um, I think he's actually he might be 
two years older. Maybe, I don't know. He's, a, he's older. Um, and what he does is, um, rather than come and steaming out one-on-one, as a lot of keepers do of all ages, as soon as it's one-on-one, they come out to narrow the angle because that's what they're taught from yeah. age eight, as you know, as my boy has and stuff. But what he does is he comes about halfway, doesn't go all the way to the ball, sets himself, and he backs himself to save it or to, if you know, the boy, the striker can't take it around him because he hasn't come far enough out. And he just backs himself. He's massive, so he can't be chipped. And he just backs himself to be able to react quick enough to save the shot, which I think, and nine times out of ten, he does save it. Yeah. Um, which I think is an interesting tactic for a goalie because it goes against kind of what you're taught and coached. Is this, is, this, is, this, is, this a, is this a new thing then, Si? Because I'm going, I'm, 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 sure. I'm, I'm going, I'm going back back in the day. When when did you ever see Peter Schmeichel come out and be and be rounded as a goalkeeper? Never did. He no. stayed big. He made himself big and to backed big himself. Start. He backed himself to save a shot. Casper Schmeichel does it. You know what I mean? So David De Gea does it. Um, Larice does it. You know. So some of the top goalkeepers. You know what I mean? It's it's a rush of blood sometimes. Sometimes, if if you think you can win the ball, you win the ball. It's it's about starting positions as well. You know it's what I mean? It's about getting instinct, the... though, isn't it? To go it is, the yeah. ball. It is, yeah. So... Well, yeah. I think well, things are saying you're not gonna you're not coming out to hurt somebody because you know if you get this wrong, you you're off. Yeah. You, you, it's yeah. Well, I don't know what the the rules are grey area at the minute. You know what I mean? Because you're you're not so, you're not supposed to get punished twice, but you do. My, um, my boy got sent off the other day for exactly that. For the same thing. But, well, you're um, not supposed to. You say you're not supposed to be punished twice unless unless it was outside the box. Maybe it was just, outside the box. Well, and maybe then, that's what the referee said. Um, it was a friendly, so he said, "Look, if this was next week when where it's a league game, you'd be off. But because it's a friendly, I'm just going to give you a yellow card." He comes yeah, steaming out and <laughs> just the, the boy went flying. Like then someone yeah, 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 he won a minute. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's, and that's that's a split. That's a split decision. You know what I mean. I, I'm going to speak later on about a couple of a couple of really horrific tackles <laughs> this in the championship. But when a goalkeeper does it, it looks really bad. But there's no intent. You know what I mean. We've seen some really bad injuries for centre forwards being. Um, clattered late. Um, you know, I mean, Clint, happened to Klinsman, happened to Luke, Luke, Luke Nillis years and years ago, back in my day. Um, but these are they're accidents because goalkeepers come out looking at the ball, and you know what I mean. It's it's it is accidental sometimes, but at the same time, if goalkeepers back themselves to stay big and stay on the line in certain certain times, the thing is, I say we we could be we could be sat here now talking about uh, Westwood coming out on Saturday and the eighty seventh minute. Clearing the ball, being a hero, yeah. earning this side a, 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 a solid point. You know what I mean? He's, so he's it's quick, quick thinking, saved, saved a yeah. It's it's fine margins, and unfortunately for him on Saturday, it's it backfired a little bit. And you know what I mean? He'll he'll be critical on himself, Gary Monk. You know what I mean? But he'll back him. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. a very good goalkeeper, and you know what I mean? He, I thought he had a good game actually. Yeah, uh, so did I. He made some he made some good saves, and he knew he was going to be busy. You know he's going to be busy at. Um, the Hawthorns, you know, so it's, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a timing side. If that was the first minute, we wouldn't be talking about it. But because no. it's the 87th minute and it's cost the side three points or two, two points, it's not a point. It's, 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 it's a big, it's a bigger issue. I tell you who did have a good game again was Pereira. Uh, I, do you know what? Player. I would, he's, uh, he's, he's think he's turning into my favourite player in the championship. He's just, do you feel blessed 
to be able to witness it in the championship. He's one of the, he's one of these players where I just feel lucky that he's playing championship football because he's far too good for it. So I just feel grateful that I can watch him play. Well, I'm on my. Um, I'm not going to give away my uh, my one of me two up me me up spot. It's about this ten. It's about the ten and Lee Tomlin. You know what I mean? We've got we've got some of the best. Tom Kearney. Do you know what I mean? We've got some amazing tens in the championship, and and the championship is the best league it's ever been. It's the best division it's ever been, and we've got so many good players. We've got international footballers in it. You know what I mean? So I just it's it, it's it's every week side something else is happening. You know what I mean? That when when we first started, we 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 were we were, we were hammering goalkeepers, talking about. Now we're starting to talk about all these good players, starting to show their show their their fruit every week, and and, and just show how how good they are, and you know what I mean, the consistency of them, and it's just. Oh, it's just it's amazing, and you know what I mean. For him, he should be playing in the in the, in the Premier League. He well, should be tell, playing in, in Portugal. You tell not... me, Pereira, what what Premier League first eleven does he not get into? I just, Man, Man, be... Man City, and Liverpool. Uh, Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, on on, on current, on current form, on current form, he's could he could he be feeding Harry Kane? Hundred percent. You know well, I mean? they're, they're not playing on Ericsson because of his no. contract stuff. So you yeah, play exactly. him there. Would I play him over Jesse Lingard or all the you know the crap which Man United are playing in number ten? Yeah. yeah. Would I play him? Who have Chelsea got in that midfield area? Mason Mount. Well, you've got Kante doing it at the minute. You know what I mean? And Kante, for me, is a is a whole reason to sit because Jorginho's doing it. It's you know what I mean. So yeah, there's a there's a gap. So there's a play him there. There's, yeah, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. He's that good. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's immense, doing really well. Cause so, because we said so. That is. So when he signs for one of those clubs in the summer, yeah, we can uh, we can take a cut. Thirty year first. We, we can take a cut. But the thing is, our side there's a few people who uh, who will owe this uh, who will owe us a bit of money on a on a, on a oh, transfer God, because uh, and uh, and there'll be one who I'm going to talk about uh, in the next the next uh, bunch of fixtures when uh, who scored two against one of my teams on the weekend. Go on, yeah. Jared. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. giving, giving it away now, aren't I? See, yeah. I'm guessing as well because we, because I had the parents' evening. I have, we haven't shared our, uh, uh, our two for twos. We haven't. We haven't. Uh, I refuse to get. I, refu- I refuse to. I refuse to give him it. Refused. Refused. Not again. Can't give refused. it to him again. Well, no, and I refuse because he, we scored against at the weekend. Can't be doing that. Mm. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Can't be, can't be doing come that. on now. Gotta be fair. Gotta be, gotta be quiet. <laughs> nah, he's outstanding. But he won't be there. He won't be in the championship soon, I don't believe, so we need to give him all we can. Nah, he's gonna be playing for Cardiff City in January. <laughs> Next up, we got so we'll go through all the other games now. Won't be as detailed, but you know, we're pretty detailed guys anyway, so we'll end up talking about it. There's no time limit on this show. Uh, next up, Fulham 2, QPR 1. Obviously, this was the Friday night game. Um, yeah. Mitrovic uh, suspended. I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed this game, side. to be fair. I, I, was, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on watching it, but I, um, I sat, and watched, uh, sat and watched the whole thing. I was John Hugel got off to a great start, scored a very good goal. I thought he was, he was outstanding, led the line really well. But, and when that goal went in, um, I, thought, uh, I thought Fulham were going to really struggle here. Um, with no Mitrovic, um, I thought they were going to struggle, but... Um, everyone going went on about um, about Kamara playing up front hasn't really scored goals. He's, he hasn't played a lot of football, and but I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I thought uh, I thought his first goal was was class. Header, bottom corner, keeper stood no chance, and I was I loved his second goal. Um, 
apart from the goalkeeper Lumley, you know what I mean? He, he played out from the back all night, you know what I mean? And he was outstanding doing it all night. But then you're going to get caught out by doing it. Everyone does it, and I don't get it. You know what I mean? Sometimes just put your foot through it and, and clear it. You know what I mean? You're playing against Fulham, who are, who are the, the masters at playing football. So you give them the ball back in dangerous areas and they, 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 they rip them open for that second goal. And, and Kamara's finish was, was excellent. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see... Um, Scott Parker's team selection to see if um, if he puts Mitrovic back in um, against Derby because he played Derby tomorrow, uh, and if he if he doesn't play Kamara because Kamara scores two goals and gets dropped, or does he put Mitrovic back in, or does he play them both? You know what I mean? Because those two up front with uh, Noka and Calaviero, you know what I mean? That'd be that'd be a, an outstanding front front four. But you know, I, mean, know I think Ful- Fulham deserved it, mate, for me. Yeah, I thought they were thought they were very very strong. The best they've looked in weeks, actually. I yeah. thought. Um, yeah. Do you know? I watched uh, Kamara play for. A, I think it was. It must have been Fulham, recently, but. Um, and he was dreadful. He looked, At one point, I turned to my mate and said, "How is he a professional footballer?" And then, literally, a week later, he bangs in two goals and looks quality. <laughs> Made me. My mate was straight on the phone texting me. Yeah, you you got a podcast about football and you're looking stupid. But there we go. What's what's new? Predictions. Yeah, exactly. my, my my predictions and opinions generally <laughs> the op- opposite happens. Yeah, Hugo was very good, wasn't he? And um, the oh, going back to what you were saying about the keeper as well. You know, play out from the back. My thing is it is they seem to all, the, all these teams who play out from the back. It seems to be like a constant thing every time they've got to do it which comes from the coaches. Whereas yeah. to me, it should be play short, play short, play short. When they, then when they close down, you either miss out the d- defenders and go to the wide midfielders or you go long. And mm. then when they stop pressing, you go short again and you, like you play to where their other team is. If you, yeah. you see what I mean, yeah. you don't just do it regardless. And, and um, who's, who else was it? Was it Derby? Who've done it a couple of times this year yeah. and they've got caught. And it's like, you can't just keep doing this tactic if it's no. causing you problems. Or you're going if... to get found out. You're going to get found outside because if if I'm a scout and I'm playing against uh, QPR this Tuesday, this Wednesday, next Saturday, and I see them playing out for the back, that I'm gonna I'm gonna sit off them, and then I'm gonna get at them. You know what I mean? Straight away. I know numbers. they're gonna do it. I know they're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Press high because you know and it's not like they haven't got a target man up front to go and kick the ball to because Hugo would love to flick the ball on for Naki Wells and Eze. So they've got. They've got the pace the other way, so put the ball forward for them. Why play out for that? It just doesn't make sense to me. But and for me, the manager's got because because of the way they did it all game, it's a manager's decision. So Warburton's got he's got to take the, the, the blame for that goal because he's told he's telling his keeper to do it. Yes, absolutely. I thought um, like the first uh, ten minutes of the game, Fulham clicked into gear quite. I thought the first 10 minutes, they were a bit, um, I wouldn't say bad, but they just looked not as composed. And then... Yeah. I, think the goal, I think the goal shocked them. I think the, I think the goal, you know, I don't, I don't think they thought that uh, QPR were going to start on no. the front foot like that. I didn't, I'll be honest. I thought they were, you they know, they were going to sit back. Before. Yes, I did. I thought they were going to sit back against them because Fulham were going to have loads of the ball, but didn't work out like that. So, you know what I mean? They caught them on the hop, but they weren't good enough throughout the game, really, to cut to. To, to contain and yeah, Fulham have got too many good players on the day. You can't stop it. Yeah, I thought um, 
Cavaliero was outstanding. Um, yeah. Kenny as well. Yeah, I nearly gave um, my one of my ups to Cavaliero. Cav- I can't say his bloody name. Cavaliero. Yeah, him. But um, I actually gave it to one of his teammates. Ooh, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so what we got next then, mate? Because I just went off it. Blackburn. Uh, yeah, Blackburn 3, Barnsley 2. Uh, we just spoke about a team playing out from the back. You've got a team who's bottom of the league who, who can't defend. Barnsley have got himself a new manager and straight away his team plays out from the back and gives, <laughs> goal, and gives a goal away. Yeah, it, 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 you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Barnsley, uh, 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 I've never seen a, a team defend so badly and give, give goals away like they do. You know what I mean? That Barnsley have scored quite a lot of goals this season, but it's the goals they're letting. You know what I mean? Slip. Down the bottom down the bottom of the league, they've scored 18. They create so many chances, but they've let 36 goals in. I was so positive about them in the summer side. I was you going to say that. What did you say in the summer? What's the first show back about how many clean, how many clean sheets are going to make? The, 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 Sorry, I'd be happy if they let two goals in or one goal in. They're, they're, they're shipping goals and so many goals. It's not even it's not even tough goals. They're, they're giving goals away and giving chances away. You can't do it. When you've got Blackburn with players that they've got, who are we talking about? Bradley Zach scores two. You've got Armstrong. You've got Gallagher. You've got Rothwell. Um, you've got Stewie Downing. You've got Holtby. You know what I mean? You can't afford to give these kind of players opportunities to, to create chances against you. You know what I mean? And It's probably the worst team to do it against, to be honest. And, yeah. Barnsley played in uh, Blackburn's hands. So, uh, the show that you were referring to is the 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 preview show that we did in the summer. Yeah, which yeah. I think is I don't think it's marked up as episode one. It's marked up as preview, and then yeah. I think don't it's watch, a... don't watch it, don't watch it about Barnsley. Cut across that bit. Yeah. So, the thing with Barnsley, though, mate, is going forward they're excellent. And oh, mate, I can't believe were... how many chances they create. I can't believe a it. A couple of weeks ago, we worked out that. If they, um, if they, you know, conceding one goal with the occasional two, they'd be like in the top three or four. Comfortably. Six, Sixteen shots on target they had. Unbelievable and lost. Had, uh, Blackburn had nine and one. Unbelievable. You know, do you know what I mean? Part of me feels sorry for them, but then part of me watches the first goal and see them playing out from the back and thinks. They deserve what they get for overplaying, and you know what I mean. They're, they're playing in a different animal. If they played like this last year, Si, you can do it against lesser lesser players. You know what I mean. They're doing it against. I've just named a front six there, which some of them have played in the Premier League. Some of them should be playing in the Premier League. So, if you're going to do it against these kind of players, then you've got to back yourself, and you've got to really, really, really make sure that you're doing it doing it proper. Because you know what I mean. They, they embarrass themselves at the minute, and. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it again for the final time of the show. Well, I probably won't be the final time. League tables don't lie; they're down the bottom of the league and the rock bottom because of the way that they defend. Yeah, I agree. And do you know what? When I um, release the uh, the first Andy Campbell show T-shirt, which will be soon, by the way, keep an eye out. Um, it's going to say the league table doesn't lie. <laughs> Either that, or do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Either one. Yeah. Uh, and then on the back, you know, like if you have a concert uh, and it lists all the venues, like so you have like all the venues where con- like people have been on tour and stuff, like a band or something. On yeah. the back, on the back is just gonna have all the fake Geordie lingo all the way down. Oh, there. I like that. I like that. Not bad, no. Not bad. Good thinking. Just gotta, just gotta find someone who can draw because I can't. Mm-hmm. I might have, uh, I might have an idea with that one. 
So um, I tell you what I did think was very good in this game was uh, the two Austrian people, people, the two Austrian guys, uh, Radlinger and uh, Schmidt. I thought they were both very good. Uh, well, I think uh, I think obviously the Austrian manager will be getting the best out of players. You know what I mean, especially those two. You know, I think um, I think it'll be a good appointment, but they need to get the defense sorted out. You know what I mean? You can't be shipping goals in this league, and you know what I mean. The, the gap, the gap um, from where they are to you know what I mean. The Stoke City's is going to get bigger if they're not careful. Because Stoke City obviously got another positive result, which we'll just talk about soon. And you know what I mean. And Middlesbrough got another point. You know what I mean? And and and, and I don't believe. Luton are going to be below them, you know what I mean? So I can't see many teams who are going to finish below Barnsley at the minute on current form. No, Bradley Dack though, mate. Tell me about uh, him. Mate. Uh, and the first show as well, he was my player. He was my player that I spoke about, raved about. And, you know, I, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's played his way through the leagues. He's, you know what I mean? He's, he just looks so composed. He looks, he makes me feel a little bit sick that he makes football look easy. You know what I mean? And that annoys me that, that, you know what I mean? When I played, when, when I played, I, I really I struggled. You know, I, I, I don't think I ever found one. I don't think I ever found football easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time, I, every time I finished, I, I was critical of myself. I, you know what I mean? I, I struggled during games. I struggled after games, and he just makes me look sick. He, he looks like a footballer. He looks like you know what I mean? He's a good-looking boy, and he he just makes the yeah, he's just nice. He just makes me feel sick now. I don't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't I like him fall, no more. I think I'll fall out with him. <laughs> No, he's a he's a he's a player. What position yes. would you say is his best? Because he does move um, around. Um, well, the way that the way they play, they play with one up and they play three behind. So you know what I mean. He's like I, I say he's a Roma that he, he he's a he's a ten, but then left and right. So they, they've got the the license to go anywhere behind left, right, centre. So you know what I mean. And we've spoke about this. We've spoke about Jared Bourne doing the same job that he's in that mould. And and he's got and he's bringing goals into his game. You know what I mean? I, I just spoke about Mendes Lang that Cardiff are a little bit more um, structured that he plays wide right. Where if he was structured, he wouldn't score as many goals. Where he's got the the ability to go right, left, centre, and and bring goals to his game. And he's not just stuck out on the right and easily marked. And you know what I mean? And I think uh, I think maybe he's that maybe his nail might be able to bring that to Mendes Lang's game, for example, because Jared Bowen. He's on the left, he's on the right, he's behind the striker, same as Bradley Dack. That Stewie Downing's on the left, Stewie Downing's on the right, same as Bradley Dack. And you know what I mean? He's, a, he's my, an outstanding um, footballer. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's one of my um, biggest criticisms, actually, going back to Cardiff, of Cardiff, Neil Warnock and Neil Harris, so far, obviously, there's only one game, is that Cardiff are too structured. They, mm. um, they don't allow, or they. The fullbacks don't. They were better actually under Harris on Saturday. They got a lot further forward and a lot wider. The fullbacks, but the, the three behind don't rotate. Mm. So I you agree. don't have. You know, if agree. you had Mendes Lang, uh, Tomlin, and say Murphy for instance behind Gratzel or whoever, Patson. Um, if they rotate, if it's not working. Move them up a bit. Put Tomlin on the left and Mendes Lang in the ten, and Murphy on the right, and switch it. And because mm-hmm. not only does it give them a chance to try something different and see if they can, you know, make something happen, but it also means that the defenders who've got into the habit for the first twenty minutes of looking for a certain player when they're marking and setting and doing all this stuff, they've got to look like it's a different face and a different person, mm-hmm. and they can switch off for a specific. That's all. 
I totally agree, Sai. And then you've got players on the bench, you know what I mean, who, when they come on, you're not now thinking, right, he's coming on and playing right midfield. You haven't got a clue where he's coming on because he's coming on to play somewhere. You know what I mean? You don't know where. So he, he, nobody knows who's marking him. And sometimes when we've seen players come off the bench straight away and score a goal, that's why, because nobody knows who's money is. And that's the, that's the unknown factor. And you know what I mean? Maybe that's a young manager's thing. You know what I mean? Where, you know what I mean? Or not someone who's, you know what I mean, as structured and as, um, as, as set in the ways as, obviously, as, as, as Sir Neil Warnock was, you know what I mean? So, Sir Neil. Sir Neil Warnock. Uh, so, next up is uh, Brentford 1, Red in nil. Another one of uh, the players who we've talked up quite a lot is... Uh, Ollie, Scott... Ollie Watkins, yeah. He's um, ah, outstanding. Um, again, you know, he's scoring goals, you know what I mean? He's not a centre-forward, oh, well, he is now, but he wasn't when last season. He's He was more of a 10 and he's he's putting that centre-forward into his... centre-forward players into his own and... Um, six wins out of seven for for Brentford. The only the only game they lost was a home game against Huddersfield, and under the new manager, so that's probably not a surprise. Won one nil, won three nil, won three one, won three nil. You know, I mean, they've got themselves in a in a really good position now, just outside the playoffs. Uh, really in form. Um, not a very nice place to go, Griffin Park. You know, I mean, you're not you're not going to get much change from that. Um, they go to Blackburn um, on Wednesday night, then they're at home to Luton. So there's a couple of games there for Brentford that they can carry this good form through and. Um, I think they'll be up there, Sai. You know what I mean? And well, to be fair, they should be up there with the amount of money that they spent. So I'm not surprised with the with the with the way that things have turned around because I think they had a really really struggle start to the season. You know what I mean? And I think uh, the manager put himself under a lot of pressure. Um, Frank, and, um, Thomas Frank, and and you know what I mean? I think with Ollie Watkins's goals, you know, what I mean? if you take him out that side or side, struggling. Yeah, they'll struggle. You know what I mean? So I think they do need to invest in the in the in the in the window. For me, another uh, goal, another goal-scoring threat. You know what I mean? Because oh, keep they've certainly got to keep hold of Ollie Watkins. You know what I mean? Do you they not think far to lose him? Do you not think that's a, a bit absurd for a team who spent as much money as they've spent? They're so reliant on a player who was not even a striker last year. Yeah, to, massively, to massively, massively. You know what I mean? But the it's the way they play, though. Sai, you know what I mean? That I think, I think last year that. They didn't really have one outstanding player who scored all the goals for them. They had, they had a lot yeah. of players who just chipped in, and you know what I mean. I think that's a concern. The concern this year that that now they're so heavily reliant on one player. You know what I mean? And like Charlton were for me. You know what I mean? And but now they now they're sharing the goals around. So it'll be interesting if other people can take over and and share the goals around because uh, because you can't do it all season. It's impossible. Impossible. No. Pushkas had an international hangover. He missed a couple, couple of sitters. Yeah, well, he's been away for two weeks. He comes back and plays straight away, you know what I mean? And, and to be fair, I think the international break has come at a bad time for Reading. You know what I mean? Uh, Mark Bowen had them in the place that he wanted them. You know what I mean? And they've had a couple of weeks off. They had a couple of players away for international duty come back. And, and it's a bad result. It was always going to be a tough game. But, you know what I mean? These are the kind of games that you want to play straight away after after a victory. and. You know, I mean, I feel sorry for teams like Reading because that's that's it's happened to them a couple of times this season, um, and um, and Mark will be gutted that the, that he's obviously had his first defeat, and, um, but it was always going to be a tough game, and you know, I mean, two 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 sides on on good form, but so one something had to give. Yeah, it did. Um, so next up, we had the the nil nil between Forest and Bristol. Uh, a board draw. <laughs> No, no way. You know what I mean? There was uh, some chances, some chances created an absolute horror tackle uh, in the second half from uh, from Yates. Yates. But 
just chances created, sir. You know what I mean? There was plenty of chances in the game to create. Um, I think Nottingham Forest probably had, had, the, had the better chances. But, you know what I mean? It was just two good sides playing out a good nil-nil draw. You know that. You know what I mean? Both, not, did, both didn't want to lose the game, but both could have won the game in the end. And uh, I think Nottingham Forest will come away from, from the game a little bit happier than Bristol City were. You know what I mean? Bristol City are struggling to score goals. You know what I mean? And struggling since, uh, obviously, they lost... Um, FOB, you know what I mean? They've lost some good players going forward and when um when Wyman doesn't score, you know what I mean, who, who, who chips in and scores goals for Bristol City, you know what I mean? That uh, uh Grabbin missed a good chance second half, chipped the ball chipped the ball over the goalkeeper and uh, and, and went wide. But uh, I think Nottingham Forest will be will be a lot ple- a lot more happier with the point than Bristol City will be. Yeah, I think so. When you've had a player sent off, it's kind of hold on and then yeah. Take take what you can get. Uh, yeah. Next up is Derby one Preston nil. Oh, what can we say about Derby? Can't we? We haven't said before. It's the inconsistency, and I just I just don't know. I just don't know what I say. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously, I you know what I mean. We both know uh, a certain commentator for for Derby, and I, I keep messaging me just saying like, which Derby's going to turn up today? And he's I think he's more confused than us, and it's just Derby at home. Have a different side to Derby away. Derby away rubbish. Derby at home are pretty good, and uh, Derby at home create chances, score goals like they did. You know what I mean? They've, had, they've got a lot of injuries, but who hasn't in the championship at the minute? And uh, Preston still sitting nicely in third, so it was always going to be a tough game. You know what I mean? They've had a couple of weeks off, but um, Preston had a goal disallowed. Uh, they still created a few chances, but I think uh, Derby created enough chances to win that game, and, and, and on the day, deserved to win. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, young uh, Waghorn made his, you know, he made a big difference when he came on. Yeah, he proved um, a point and got himself a good goal, got himself in good areas and, and scored a, a proper centre-forward goal off his chest on the line. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and uh, Tom Lawrence, obviously we rightly criticised him massively over this season, particularly in the last yeah. couple of months. But last the last show we did on the championship, he was one of my ups. And yeah. you, you, you know, you spoke so highly of him. He played yeah. a really, really good game. He's the best um, player on the pitch. Best player on the pitch side by a country mile. And uh, the other, the other boy, uh, the I forget his name, uh, young, uh, the young boy who was involved in a crash. Uh, can't remember his name. Uh, Bennett. Uh, Bennett. Elliot Bennett. Uh, uh, Mason Bennett, isn't it? Uh, Mason Bennett. I thought, sorry, I thought yeah. he was. Uh, I thought he was. He was. Normally, I think. So he got injured, didn't he? And he came off, uh, but he missed a he missed a couple of chances. I still not hundred percent sure on him. I'm not sure whether I think he's good enough for a club their size. But yeah. Derby, are, you know, inconsistent. They oh. We've got the, um, the we've got the we've got the Wayne Rooney factor coming as well, haven't we? Because obviously that's uh, that's imminent in. January, December, January. So, will that improve them? You know what I mean. Will that have a negative effect? Will it? I just don't know. With that, honestly, are they going to be too far away by the time he comes in to have an impact? Because you know the league's starting to take fall now. The league's starting to take shape a little bit. So, you know, mm. what I mean? will it be? Will it be too much of an ask for for him coming in to to make a positive impact for Derby to push on the league? Because I think with the how poor they are away, you know what I mean. What have we got another month. Loads of games up, up before before he can sign. That um, you know, what I mean, he's going to be another probably twelve games down before he he pulls on a, a white shirt. Indeed, 
and uh, you'd think he'd probably help players like Bennett as well. They were youngsters coming into a. Yeah. Uh, next up, Huddersfield won, Birmingham won. Um, the, the chipping away, Huddersfield chipping away, slowly improving. Um, I thought their goal was outstanding, um, Fraser Campbell. Um, but they just they just need that second goal to kill teams off, and the longer the the leave games with with not killing games off, the you know what I mean. Yeah, Birmingham were causing problems from set pieces, and you know when they fill a box like Birmingham did, you know what I mean. It was uh, Robertson's claiming the goal, but Yukovic, I'm sure, hit him in the face and, and went in off the goalkeeper. So uh, I don't know who's who's got the goal, but uh, we'll just feel the the doing better side. You know what I mean? They're, they're creating more chances. They're scoring very good goals. You know what I mean? They're, they're looking better defensively, but you know what I mean. On Saturday, I think uh, set piece was always going to cause them problems because Birmingham have got that many at that height. With Jukovic up front, and, and when they put the set, uh, the, the centre centre house forward, but um, they've certainly picked up Huddersfield and got themselves out the bottom three uh, quite comfortably. You know what I mean? They're, they're, what the three points clear, um, and uh, and I think it's it's a little bit more positive for Huddersfield fans. Yeah, I think so. Though I think they've really turned it around. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Uh, the Blues or the Birmingham caretaker manager um, as he dropped Lee Camp. Which obviously is a very experienced goalie. I can understand yeah. why they've dropped him. He's oh, made, he made a few, a few, few clans, mistakes. Yeah. But their average age is so young anyway. Like Camp brings it up. Yeah, he does. Um, and then they brought in obviously a young goalie. Who he did he really had, well. He did very well. He made yeah, a couple really of really well. good saves. Um, I thought um, Trevor Chalabar's Chalabar. ball, the ball no, for Fraser Campbell's Campbell. Outstanding, outstanding. But when you've got a player si, who can who can pick a pass like that, another ten. You know what I mean? It, when when you've got players like this, they've got a chance. That's why I'm surprised that Camp, Fraser Campbell's only scored two goals this year, mm. and I'm surprised with the players he's got in midfield behind him that he yeah. hasn't scored more goals because he is a goal scorer. You know, yeah, he's yeah. scored goals wherever he's gone. Really, yeah, totally agree. Uh, next up, Stoke two, Wigan one. Um. <sighs> What can you say about uh, about the the impact the new managers made? You know what I mean. That uh, Michael O'Neill comes in and just changed the fortune round of a football club. You know that didn't go off to a great start um, with the uh, with the goals just before half time. So you're going one 0 down. You know you think it's going to be another one of them shows and to get the equaliser. And then somebody from who what Mamadiouf comes and scores a goal right at the death. Who he's not played zero football I think all season. Um, apart from uh, a cameo role last weekend, and then scores a winning goal. So it's he came on the interview and he said it's like, it's like a new signing. You know, he's played 18 minutes of football this year. You know wow. what I mean? This this season, and you know what I mean. So it's like a new signing. You know, so it's 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 the, the positive impact that we've had. That we said about the start the start of the show, sorry about new managers, and um, I do I do really worry for for for, for Wigan. You know what I mean? That they they're in a position um, and not a very good position where. Um, they can't afford to drop points, and I see that as as points dropped. You can't be, you know what I mean? They've, they've dropped. Um, I think they've dropped something like twelve points in the in the last four games for late goals. Um, three goals in the ninety second minute, uh, and one in the eighty seventh minute. And if that is that a fitness thing? Is it a, a lack of concentration? But you know what I mean? That that they're now in an area in a in a position in the league which, you know what I mean? You can't afford to do it. They don't score enough goals. They're, They've scored less goals than Middlesbrough, which is a concern. You know, what I mean, they're the least uh, number of goals scored this season, Wigan. Uh, Wigan, and obviously they scored three goals against Cardiff. So you take them out, they scored eleven 
that's one game to start of the season. So it's that's a massive concern for the manager. It's um, it's weird, isn't it? When teams start conceding late goals, it seems to become a habit very quickly, mm. um, and the same with scoring them as well. So it's, I do think it's got to be like a mindset to kind of thing, whereby it's just it's in your head yeah. of the defenders and the keepers, particularly in close games, and yeah. then they it, they almost make them on edge, and then yeah. they end up you know making mistakes and whatnot. But it's just uh, it's 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 there's something on side because it becomes a habit, but becomes a bad habit, and yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, it's like a losing habit. You know what I mean that you're expecting it to happen, and um, you know what I mean. There's there's something what happened in that game, in that game that I'm going to speak about in one of my in one of my up, the, the ups and downs, um, and and something what needs to be stopped as, as sooner rather than later. Um, but Ooh, intriguing, yeah. Um, but. Uh, Stoke City on the up and I think the fans should be really excited about what could come uh, up to Christmas and then what Michael O'Neill could bring in in, 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 the, in the January window because will he go and bring in some of his tried and tested from Northern Ireland um, and players that he knows he's, and he's happy working with um, but I think it, it was a right appointment at the right time and, and that club could uh, shoot right up the league. Yeah, I feel for Nathan Jones in many ways but I agree he's probably the right time and Michael O'Neill's an excellent manager I just hope that Nathan Jones gets another crack at the championship totally totally agree totally agree um, so another new manager is Gary Rowett uh, Swansea nil Middles uh, Millwall sorry uh, one uh, Jed Wallace mate Woo! Jed Wallace what, what a, a bit what of form a, what a free kick you know what I mean um, I was quite surprised that um, what about people not getting punished twice I thought that was a red card Van der Horn. Um, for the free kick, you know, what I mean, he pulled him back. So if it's a free kick, he's one on one. You've got to, you've got, you've got to. It's the punishment's a red card. You've got to send him off. But the, you know, what I mean, I think uh, he got away with one, but he didn't get away with the goal because I thought the free kick was absolutely outstanding. And it's not just the goal that he does say. You know, what I mean, it's it's his all round game. He's he's causing problems. He's he's setting things up. He's scoring very good goals. And the Gary Rowett effect, the new manager effect, the positive effect. You know, what I mean that. This wasn't a, a lucky result. I thought they were the best side out. You know what I mean? A, a Millwall since Neil Harris has left. They've looked like a, a different side. You know what I mean? They've looked like a, a side free-flowing of football. They're creating chances. They're, they're going to Swansea, which which is one of the best sides in the championship, and they're, and the and the and the the the, the better side. So, um, you know what I mean? He's obviously he's obviously doing something right, and he's pulling the best out of some of the players that they've got there. But defensively, they were solid, and uh, Jed Wallace is absolutely ripping the championship up. Yeah, he works hard as well, doesn't he? he um... Yeah, he's just got pace, side, And his pace doesn't just go forward, it goes back as well. And You know what I mean? He works hard for the team. He obviously cares and he's obviously running through a brick wall for his football club and I love that. I think it's, something, it's a trait that I've always fell in love with in football. And, you know what I mean? He's, he, he, he tries just as hard going forward as he does defensively. And, you know what I mean? I'm all, uh, I'm all for that. And we said about uh, Derby being up and down. Swansea just... Don't seem to be able to get a run of games going. No, I think uh, I think they obviously put all the eggs in one basket when they beat Cardiff a few weeks ago, and, uh, and I think since that that they're hit and miss side, and they can't afford to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look, you look at the, you know what I mean? What would you rather do, side? Would you rather win one game against your rival, or would you rather, which is for, only get three points for it, or would you rather win the next two, which yeah. is six points? You know what I mean? So for me, I'd rather win six points than, than that. So you know what I mean? It is what it is. Spot on, mate. And uh, next up, we've got the mighty Middlesbrough. 
who drew two all with Hull. Uh, I've I've not seen Middlesbrough play like that since the first game of the season in the first half. Although first half, although they were electric, two 0 up, um, oh, they were they were outstanding, um, and then all of a sudden um, they get let down by a ridiculous tackle uh, by Johnson, um, and the they let Hull City back in the game and. Um, and then Mr. Bowen takes over and scores two very good goals. I thought uh, when the first goal went in, went in I said, uh, "I said to one of the lads, I said uh, this is um, this is not going to end well." And uh, to be fair, once he got two two, anyone expected one team to win it, and you know what I mean. And uh, he's he's got to leave there in the he's got to leave there in January. Size he can't he can't stay there. He can't. It's just it's just uh, one of those things which um, defies where he, logic. You know what I mean? He's got. Where well, would he go? Where would you? Me, Advise if I if, if I if I if I was advising him or, or I was him, I would I would want to go to a side who's up there in the championship. If that's a West Brom, if that's a Leeds United, if that's a Cardiff City, if that's if that's for me, he's going to play more football playing the championship than he will do if he signs for yeah. a Premier League side. But if he wants to earn more money, he's going to go to the Premier League. So it's a it's a it's a difficult one. It's a you know what I mean? yeah it's no a, I yeah I agree with you. Sorry, completely. I am. Um, yeah, I just can't. Um, I'm just not sure if he if he goes to a Premier League club, like where where to go and play. I mean, I could see him at like um, maybe like an Everton or somewhere like that. But yeah, I, agree. I think I think he'd be better off at a, like a top Championship club. Leeds are um, after it said in the paper today they want to try and sign uh, Liverpool's uh, Rian Brewster oh. on loan in January. And I was thinking, if they're going to sign him on loan, they'd be better off chucking some money down to Hull and signing Jared Bowen. You imagine putting Jared yeah. Bowen in that team. I totally agree. Totally agree, sir. Totally agree. But yeah, much better for Middlesbrough, mate. Much better. Yeah, much much better. But you've got to you've got to look at the bigger picture. You know what I mean? You've lost. It's two points dropped. You know what I mean? The manager brought on um, Adam Clayton and. Try to sit, you know what I mean? And we've said about people sitting, teams aren't good enough to sit in the championship. Teams just pin you back, pin you back, pin you back, and they hurt you. And Middlesbrough got hurt really badly. And two points dropped, which Middlesbrough really can't afford to lose at the minute. Indeed. I think that's all the games, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Excellent. Wow. Not bad at all. So uh, we'll move on to the uh, the ups and downs, whereas myself and Andy picked two big performances, moments or players, and two nightmares from the weekend. So uh, we'll go with downs first. Let's get the negative out of the way. You got first. Um, well, I've gone for three. I've gone for three red cards. I've gone for Liam, pa- Liam, Liam Palmer for Wednesday, Ryan Yates of Nottingham Forest, and Johnson for Middlesbrough for three absolute shocking tackles. Um, I just can't honestly. I I, I can't put my finger on why people do these kind of challenges you know what I mean because you're never going to get away from it it looks it looks worse because you're going over the top of the ball your studs are showing and I don't know if you're protecting yourself is it is it a coward it's a coward's tackle for me because you're going there looking to hurt somebody and you can't you know what I mean if that's you you wouldn't like it happening to you so you can't do it to somebody else and you know what I mean someone's going to, going to get seriously hurt with these kind of tackles yeah I agree mate I am um, so I've got uh, Ryan Yates because I thought his tackle was the that was, that was rubbish. It was but, um, really bad. Because I hadn't spoken to you about the, you know, like who we were going to select as we normally do. I had a backup uh, of um, Puskas because I thought he should, really should have scored. 
yeah. at least one of those chances. Um, and obviously they lost the game 1-0. Um, but I also put managers who play from the back, who tell their players to repeatedly play from the back. Bang um, on. Bang on. Don't adjust to the game situation. Bang on. Uh, so who have you got for your next one, Ed? Um, this is my Stoke City one. So I've gone for Jack Butland, and I'm going to explain why, because the goal from Massey. Um, so Massey uh, broke away from his own 18-yard box. He kicked the ball. Uh, and then there's uh, an incident where Jack Butland and the defenders come into, the ball, come into the ball. And Jack Butland and the defender has got themselves in all kinds of mess. We're talking about an England international goalkeeper, you say. You know what I mean? So all he's got to do is scream at the top of his voice, goalkeeper's ball, the defender runs out the way and he clears it out into the stand and nothing is happening. This, this boy has gone from being an England national goalkeeper side to being one of the worst goalkeepers in the championship. And this oh, yeah. breaks my heart to see it. And you know what I mean? I, I I'm, I'm not buying this, this confidence, word confidence, because how can you not be confident? You're a professional footballer playing your trade. You've, you've trained with the, the world's best players for England, the England's best players some of the best managers that England have had. And what's going on? You know what I mean? What is going on? You know what I mean? I, I'm just not buying into it. And, so you know it's an attitude I mean? thing. Well, the managers brought him out, stuck Federici in, and I feel sorry for Federici because how many chances is this one player going to get ahead of you before he says, listen, I can't stick by you anymore. You're coming out. He's having his opportunity. He's having 10 games. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it again in 10 games' time because, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's costing... Careers, it's costing goals. It's it's so must must be so frustrating for the back four. Maybe maybe that's the problem why Stoke are where they are because they've got no confidence in what's behind you. Because there's something not right with that with with, with Jack at the minute. And you know what I mean? Do I feel sorry for him? Of course, I feel sorry for him partly because I've 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 been there when things aren't going right for me. But at the same time, maybe he needs to say to the manager, and I need to stay out this week. I can't play. I've got you know what I mean. This play the other goalkeeper. My head's not in it. You know what I mean? So there's something's got to give. And it's either the manager says it or the player says it because you can't keep on making these these errors. And these errors for a so-called international class goalkeeper are criminal. Problem is, is when they put Federici in and he made an error, didn't he? Yeah, he so, did, yeah. Um, but, but the expectation on him, Si, aren't as big as Jack Butland. Because of, yeah, of course. And I, so, the other thing is Fred Federici is a good championship keeper. But also from Federici's point of view, is he's not getting any younger. So no. like, it's like the end... You know, not the end of his career, but it's coming towards the end of his career. So he needs to, uh, will want to play whenever he can. He, you know, he understands that he's the backup keeper, I'm sure. But he will want to play as much games as he can because yeah. he knows, you know, he's not going to play forever. Yeah, totally. And then if you see someone repeatedly getting picked, but repeatedly making mistakes as a keeper, it's got to be disheartening. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so let's get on to the apps. Um, I've gone for Shea, the Luton goalkeeper. I thought he was just absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't, you know, I can't, I can't let a, a performance like that go without, you know, I mean, I, I've just slagged the goalkeeper off for, for something, so I can't, you know, I mean, I, I've got to give credit where credit's due, and I thought his, his performance was just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. If it wasn't for him, it, it could have been double figures easily, easily. Yeah, I, um, I, I had him, uh, but I also had Bradley Dack down as well uh, as my backup because I knew. I thought there was a good chance that you would pick Shea as well. Um, you know, the keeper was unlucky with the last-minute goal as well. You know, yeah. but uh, Bradley Dack completely, you know, dominated the game. Two goals. 
yet again, excellent. Yeah. Uh, you got for your next one? Um, I've gone for Charlie Austin. Uh, and the reason why I've gone for Charlie Austin is I went for Paddy Bamford uh, two weeks ago, was it, when he scored his first goal in, what, since September? Uh, and Charlie has had the same. He's had a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a poor start to his uh, West Brom career, you know. What I mean, he's only scored. We well, scored two goals before uh, before the game, and and to have a penalty, the say eighty seventh minute, you've got to have some some balls to take it, you know what I mean? And he's obviously a confident young boy. Uh, well, young boy, he's a confident old man now. But he's um, mm-hmm. as football terms go, you know, what I mean, thirty year old. But you know what I mean? He's he's obviously there to score goals, and you know what I mean? He hasn't he hasn't really hit the ground running like I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to be scoring 15, 20 goals easily, but to have the balls to step up in the 87th minute in a, in a, in a high-pressured game to score the winning goals. So, you know what I mean? I think it takes a lot to do. So, you know what I mean? I, I've been there myself to do it, so it's, uh, it's, it was important for, for him to get that goal. So, he's, he's my up. I just realised I didn't give my second down. Um, my second down was uh, yeah, ju- ju- Junior Hoylet for his dreadful penalty. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaks for itself. Uh, my second up, uh, so this was a toss-up between Anthony Knockart but I went for uh, Kearney from Fulham. But um, to be honest with you, I could have picked about three or four different number 10s this weekend um, because I thought Tomlin changed the game for Cardiff. Uh, You had Dak, you had Kearney, um, Jared Bowen, um, and there was another one as well, but I can't remember which one it was. You know, there was it's a never-ending list of in, good... in, inundated, mate. We're inundated with these number tens at the minute, and I just, I just hope it continues because it's just so exciting. The, the, the better the ten is, the more chances we're going to create, and it's just better viewing, Absolutely. better viewing, more Absolutely. to talk about, more goals. Yeah, and Kearney, I thought, just was super, you know, he was superb. He just yeah. controlled the game, everything which was good uh, going forward for Fulham went through him. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Very good. Okay, so let's finish off. We'll have some questions and then we'll have uh, some fake jury bingo lingo. Uh, so, questions. Uh, guys, you can send questions for Andy every week to facebook.com slash acecastnation, Twitter at acecast underscore nation, or you can email acenetworkcontact at gmail.com. Um, so some of these are from last week because obviously people never got to see the answers. No, uh, but there is, there's a couple of new ones as well. Uh, so Johnny Wishbone, friend of the show, says, uh, did, en- did Andy ever have a proper argument with any teammates or witness a fight between teammates. Um, it happens all the time, Sai. You know, like I've I've been in been in changing rooms where I've seen I've seen uh, things happen. You know what I mean? I've had heated confrontations myself with people. That, yeah, but it's heat at the moment. Do you know what I mean? That's the word. I think people have got to understand that, regardless of high profile, low profile, it happens on a daily basis. Training ground, match days, changing rooms. But for me, it's got to stay in the changing room. Whatever happens on the pitch. It stays and it stays at the football club. It shouldn't be spilled out anywhere else. And I think the problem that that that, that we'll go back to the Gareth Southgate incident and the, the Gomez and Sterling that you can't let that happen. You know what I mean? You can't come publicly criticise your players if they have a stand-up brawl in the street on a night out. Is a different thing. But if football related, even if it's in a team hotel, you know what I mean? These players care. 
You know what I mean? These players are passionate about what they do, and you know what I mean. But that's where it should stay for me. And and for me, the managers will tell you. You know what I mean? And the most famous one in the world you've got, so Alex Ferguson, David Beckham. You know what I mean? Flying boots. You know what I mean? You never really found out the the true story about what happened. But what happens in the change room stays in the change room, and that's it. That's that's how it should be. Yeah, I thought Gareth Southgate made it a lot worse by the way he dealt with it. And, yeah. Uh, well, you don't drop your players and, you know what I mean, and, and the biggest question, and I spoke to a couple of lads on a on a, a, a radio station about if it was a, a qualifying semi-final or a, a major tournament, would he have dropped him? No. Well, we both know the answer. We both know the answer. He wouldn't have. So, you know what I mean, if he's not going to do it in, a, uh, in, in that game, then don't do it at all, do you? Yeah, it just seems a bit half-arsed, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so Gaz uh, Cummins asks, favourite and most hated grounds to play at and why? Um, most hated, I'd say, the New Den. It was quite an intimidating place to play. Um, you know what I mean? It wasn't, I don't think I ever came away from there really enjoying the game that I've enjoyed playing. You know what I mean? There was a, a lot of stick flying about there, a lot of hostility. But at the same time, it got you going for the game. You always kept you on your toes. But... Um, I lo- loved loved my time at Cardiff. I was there. Everyone knew Linian Park. You can't you can't not love that. You know what I mean? It was a another hostile place, but not for a home player. You know what I mean? It was always for a, a, opposing players, and you always knew you had the fans backing, regardless if you were English or whatever. You know what I mean? They always had my back, and I loved every minute of it. So when people say that they're anti-English, well, they've never been with me. So it's always been a a lovely place to play me football and you know what I mean and, and obviously playing at the Riverside being a, being a Middlesbrough fan it was always a dream to play at the Riverside and you know I wasn't fortunate enough to play at Essen Park but uh, only played there when it was getting knocked down when it was training mm. training training wise so you know what I mean as a Middlesbrough fan it was a dream come true to do that Yeah you bring a tear to my eye now speaking about Minion Park I know it's not the same is it not the same No so um, we got we had the the word association from Peaches again, but we'll save that one until the end. Uh, so Seth says, "Why do you hate Dave Jones so much? Did him and Danny Mills pick on you?" <laughs> um, me and Dave had a falling out, like players and managers have, and you know what I mean. I took it personal, like probably Dave didn't like me, I didn't like him, and it's just one of those things. And um, you know what I mean. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, like Dave doesn't, and you know what I mean. I, I I responded. People didn't never found out why I didn't like Dave Jones when I left Cardiff. People found out I didn't like Dave Jones when he was appointed Hartlepool United manager because I was very outspoken with my social media rant, and that got that that then that came apparent. So it's it's uh, do I regret me falling out with Dave Jones? No, because it was it was something that I felt at the time. Do I regret my tweet? It's a this is, that's a different question. You know what I mean? I, I regret. Saying some of the words I used, you know what I mean. But mm. I, don't, I don't regret. I don't regret anything, mate. To be honest, I'm, I'm. You know me. You know me very well now, and you know me very well. I'm very passionate and, and I'm very honest. Probably too honest, and I live and die by what I say and what I what I do. And you know, have, what I mean? you, have you deleted at... those tweets now? No, I don't. See, why would I? You know what I mean? Why would I? I'll retweet it. Retweeted. Retweet him. Retweet him. Retweet. Mate, I've got nothing to hide. You know what I mean? Me and. If I walk past him in the street, I'd, I've got respect for the man because he's he was very successful at Cardiff City and Southampton and Wolves. Um, and I've got respect for anybody who's done a good job in football. But I won't have a pint with him, but I'll shake his hand because I've got respect for anybody who's 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 done done a job for a successful job in football. But we're not going to be best friends and we won't send each other a Christmas card. Excellent. 
okay. Danny. Oh, sorry, and Danny, and Danny Mills. No, I don't like him. Danny Mills. Saw him. <laughs> did you uh, did you ever dive like properly? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't cheat. Well, define cheating. I've said so I, I used to love going on goalkeepers, and if I if I felt contact, I'm going to go down. If that if that means you know what I mean. So and I so yeah, I, I think I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say. Is I, that diving I, though? Is is if, if there's contact, is it diving? That's I suppose that's the debate, isn't it? You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't I didn't throw myself on the floor with no contact. So, but if I felt a little bit of contact, I went over it. I've seen it coming. You know what I mean? You've got to protect yourself as well, Sai. You know what I mean? So there's, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I used to I used to go at pace really quickly. So you know what I, mean? I had to protect myself. And sometimes I did see things coming before. You know what I mean? Other players probably seen it coming, so I could probably ride it a little bit. And if I'm riding it, is it a dive? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm honest. You know what I mean? So I'm not. So I'll say yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I wouldn't say I cheated. But I'd say I did dive because I had to do that to, in order to. Get over a tackle, or yeah. not over a tackle. To, you know what get I mean? But, you know what I mean? Did I did did that get Cardiff City a penalty? Yes. Did it get Middlesbrough a penalty? Yes. Did it get Sheffield United a penalty? Bolton a penalty? Yes. Yes. Halifax down a penalty? Yes. Uh, did it get the teams I played for some points? Yeah. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? Will it get me in trouble with the FA? Well, I hope not. Yeah, it's a bit late now. Yeah, exactly. You get a letter off them though. <laughs> strong, strongly ban, worded letter. Ban, ban for life. You cannot come into any football grounds. Yeah. Uh, I just just come in my scuba, my scuba outfit. Dress up, sneak in in the bin like Mourinho did. Yeah. The skip. No, no, in the laundry, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, still got a couple more questions. Uh, who should Cardiff have picked if not Harris, and why? Um, Chris Hewton because his experience he's been there he's done it he's wore the t-shirt he's Premier League experience Championship experienced um, but obviously that for me would have been it would have been expensive because he would have had a lot of entourage to come with him um, or Lee Boyer because he's earned the right and the opportunity to, to progress his career for me but Neil's got the job now so I back him 100% and until He's not a manager anymore, basically. Yeah, I, I, I could probably agree with those. Um, why doesn't Will Vokes play more? Um, for whatever reason, Neil Warnock thought that the step up from Rotherham to Cardiff was a big jump, so he wanted to get him in slowly. But for me, he's a, he's a, he's a Wales international footballer, so he's ready. He should be playing more than he is. But he's obviously competing with Pack, with Joe Rawls, with Bakuna. So he's, he's obviously... Um, competing with some good players as well. So, but I believe if you're good enough, you play. If you're playing well and you're winning games, you're going to keep your place. So, I think with the new manager in place, I think you'll get more opportunities. And uh, it's down to him to keep his place by being in that side when they're winning games. So it's it's all down on his shoulders now. And I believe that he'll play a lot more games. You know, I mean, so obviously Joe's obviously missing, um, so he'll he'll get more opportunities. So he just needs to take it now. Down to him. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Um, and to finish off before we go to the fake Geordie Bingo Lingo we'll do uh, Peach's word association for you she likes these she sent you in another one Uh, so we got uh, you just got to say the first thing which comes to mind or first person which comes to mind I suppose isn't it 
nasty. Oh, Vinnie Jones. That might not be popular at the moment, mate. He's no. like the he's a, he's doing well on the old X Factor, are you? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going football though. Yeah, well, that was football. He wasn't that nasty, nasty footballer. Yeah, nasty man, yeah. Uh, drunk. I already oh. know the answer to this one. Oh, Willie Boland. <laughs> Funny. Leo Fortune West. Quirky. Quirky. You catch, catch, catch me out with certain things, you know. Quirky. Come on, give me another one. Give me another one. Let me go back to the one. You got another one? No, that's the last one. Oh, quirky. quirky. Uh, wild. Wild. Let's go wild then. Wild. Do you know what? Spencer Pryor. Do you, and do you know what? I, I, um, when I Rock. first, when I, when I, well, that, 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 that's what, well, him and, him and, him and Willie, it just, the music was horrific. But, um, when I first signed for Cardiff, obviously I knew of Spencer. Mm. Um, and when I signed there, I just couldn't believe like how, um, just, he was just nuts. He was just, yeah, it was just, but it was, I, I believe it was music oriented. You know what I mean? That he was, you know what I mean? That, that you couldn't, you just couldn't go anywhere without listening to that rubbish, I'll call it, for, for what he listened to. You know what I mean? There's there's rock music and there's heavy metal and then there's his music. Death metal. There was just, ah, it was just a noise. It was just, uh, it was just a noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just eardrums. Someone screaming. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, just, uh, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know, he's just, he must have had a constant headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't he used to play like guitar or something or drums or something like that? Yeah, he was very, uh, he was very music orientated, and he was, he was just a lovely guy, a lovely, lovely guy. And um, yeah, he was uh, played at Integral Park, though, didn't he? For when yeah. we got promoted, and yeah, he was. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But he's wild. All right, I'm <laughs> And uh, to finish off, we will have the most exhilarating ten-second segment. In the whole of radio, podcasts, and TV, will no doubt be winning numerous awards very soon. Is the best segment in the whole world. It's the fake Geordie Bingo Lingo, where Andy teaches me something from his northern roots, mm. whether it's a phrase, a slang, food, whatever. Got a bit of heritage today, Sai, for you. So I've got a famous landmark in uh, in Middlesbrough. Well, it's, it's T- I was going to say Teesside, but it is Teesside. It's Middlesbrough. So right near the Riverside, we've got the Transporter Bridge. And the Transporter Bridge is the longest serving transporting bridge in the world. Um, so if you get an opportunity to see it, it's just amazing. I think there's one in Newport, isn't there? But there's one at, um, yeah. the one at Teesside is the most famous one in the world. And um, uh, been on it. A uh, number of times, I've uh, I've had family members who uh, abseiled from it, so it's uh, it's it's played a good part in uh, in my heritage and my life really. So it's uh, uh, it's quite a, a nostalgic thing from my uh, my upbringing. So yeah, so it's a uh, it's a thing that everyone should have a look at it because it's uh, it's it's really good, really good. It's historical, isn't it? Yeah, for me, yeah. Sweet, I like it. I like it a lot. So. You can find Andy on Twitter at AndyCampbell32. You can find me on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. Facebook.com slash AceCastNation. You can find all your audio versions of all our shows uh, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual places. And the video versions will always be at YouTube.com slash AcePodcastNation. Andy, thank you for joining me, mate. Loved it, mate. Again. Loved it. Great to be back. Good stuff. And I like it.
and uh, we will see you guys next week. Don't forget to send in your questions for Andy. They can be as weird or as random as you like. He'll answer anything. And uh, we will see you next week. Teddy. Cheers, mate. See you soon. See you guys. Podcast Network.